don't say I didn't warn you. Okay, greetings everyone. Uh, welcome to the Infinite Ammo Podcast. We're going to be talking about Callisto Protocol and doing our little review on it after we've played the game, beaten it, and managed to get it in our system. So, my name is Renegade Albert. I am the host of the IES Podcast, and I like to introduce my panel. So, first we have AK Austin. Hello, hello. I'm AK Austin. I'm back again. It's been a little bit, but I'm excited to be here for, and especially excited for this podcast. And yeah, I'm uh, ready to talk about Callisto Protocol. Next, we have Des. I'm Des and Orversa. I uh, feel like it's been a minute since I've done a discussion, but I'm really excited to talk about this game. So, hi. Next up is Shubastan what is up uh so i'm back again with more uh, <laughs> another podcast basically last one I, uh we did was the gears of war gears of war one so i'm happy actually to be back in another one doing these it's pretty fun i'm excited and we have mr max hello my name is max also known as lord Ectro, and i'm excited to talk about my fun time in prison <laughs> i like that. we're fun time. i mean yeah, there's only a minimal amount of toilet wine, so I think I made it out all right. All right, we're going to get right into it with the first one. And let me see, I'm going to go in alphabetical order. So Austin will be first. All right. So first question, Austin, can you read that? Sure can. Let's begin talking about the gameplay for Callisto Protocol. Users were having difficult adjusting to the melee slash dodge system. How did the overall combat feel in your experience? And oh boy, just just as a heads up for the, those who are watching the podcast, I played on base Xbox One. It was not recommended. There's stutters galore, etc. And the game gameplay was just super bad just because of the whole tech issues. But after like, I think it was day, like just 24 hours or so after and you get the patch and I was able to actually experience what the gameplay is like. Um, I didn't have any trouble whatsoever. Maybe one or two stutters here and there, which got like a free hit, or I had to like block instead of dodging. Overall, I did not have trouble with it. I did have trouble at the beginning and like the first like tutorial sections. I didn't understand at first until it's like, oh yeah, just hold it and it works. And I was like, oh, I thought you just had to press it. And so I think it's a little bit of the game's fault, just not. Entirely telling you right away that you need to hold it and you're fine. It only tells you it like after like a few minutes after the whole tutorial section of it. But um, honestly, the combat felt great, especially when I had my second playthrough and I just like I just switched it from hard to easy just to have fun. And you can do some crazy shit in this game. That's super fun from just doing melee combos to stun locking enemies. I took on like a horde of four, four or five guys at once, and they didn't touch me once, and I just used all my assets, and it's just super fun. There's like, the, the difficulty to adjusting to the melee and dodge system is that people just forget that you can, it's super easy. It's super easy to do, it's super simple, and you can combine it with your other abilities, with your, with your weapons, shooting them, gives you the time to attack with your melee and you can just do combos like endless combos on like single targets even groups you can stun lock with with your melee to dodging to other uh other assets they give you in the game and 
people who say that the combat is bad because it's simple don't understand that it's simple in the way that you have options to make it more complex. You can choose to be simple, just dodge, dodge, melee, melee, dodge, dodge, melee, melee. That's fine. But you can shoot, you can use the fucking kinesis module that they give you in the game that also leads for more opportunities. It's a lot better than a lot of people, or not really a lot of people, but the people who disagree with the gameplay or just have trouble with it. There's options, and those options can either make it complex or you can just say it's simple. Just know that the, sim the simpler you go, the easier it'll be for you. Being more complex, I just had more fun just using certain weapons with certain abilities. But yeah. It was a good game. I really enjoyed the gameplay, and people should stop bitching about stupid shit. All right, so next up is Max. Oh god, I'm gonna sit here and bitch about stupid shit. This will be a great time. So I also played on a suboptimal platform. At first, I played it on PC, where there was. A, we're gonna talk more about it later with the glitches. So what I'm gonna talk about is when everything did work correctly. Because for the first for the first two sessions I played it, it was endless suffering in that regards. And I would like to say I like the idea of the system. Uh, I'm since we're talking like the combat just in general, not really acknowledging how the monsters work. I liked the idea of the combat system. I liked how streamlined it was. It was something new and something unique, and I really did appreciate it. But that being said, I really didn't like it. And you know, maybe that's like the Dark Souls player in me, but I expected some kind of timing, some kind of punishment, some kind of like having to dodge in a specific direction. But it never happens. Um, yeah, we already said in this in this podcast we're going all spoilers. So the reason I don't the reason I have an issue with the combat is because it doesn't allow much growth for enemy types. The first kind of enemy will swing at you once or twice, so you hold left and right, and you've beaten the enemy. Other than when they decide to do some kind of grab animation, I played on maximum difficulty. Sometimes those grab animations would tax like a ton of damage. So then you get through the game a bit more. You're midway. Well, now enemies string uh, like swing at you three or four times. Like oh well the challenge hasn't really changed even in swarms of enemies they only attack you one at a time and sure like striking with the melee and like firing with the gun for endless combos it's fun it's like really gratifying i think gratifying would be a good word for it it's visceral and that's what we want but the combat itself never changes and then you get to the final boss the same issue happens again the they like swings like what five or six times the two-headed boss swings at you once and the only thing is well it's an instant death now but the combat itself hasn't really changed or adapted. Now there are enemies that fire range, which are great. There are the, I call them cats. It's like the slugs in the different lockers. And then like the things that would latch at you from across the room. Those didn't really add much because they just tax your health. But the mutated, the blind, the elite, the normal, they all effectively fought the exact same way. And it felt like if anything, the game was limiting itself. And no, I'm not saying this because like, oh, it's not exactly like Dead Space because it's more melee focused. And that's okay, but it, they put themselves in a corner by creating a situation where the enemies couldn't really be that different from each other, nor did you really treat them differently. And then with all your different arsenals, with your comboing, with the grip module, and how this place is an OSHA nightmare, there are spikes and there are spikes and exposed equipment and all sorts of murderous things that you could just throw people in. In a horror game designed to create tension, 
You shouldn't be able just to grab five of the things scaring you and instantly kill them. You shouldn't be able to, uh, we talked about this a bit before the stream, to prove a point, I, I did for five minutes, didn't even look at the screen, but just dodged going off of sound. You shouldn't be able to disrespect the monsters this way. You shouldn't be able to ignore them as a problem. So, and with the grip, and you could just like throw things, bully them, throw them into spikes, instantly kill them. It really took away from a lot of the horror and from a lot of the entertainment. So I would say personally, I appreciate that it's new. I appreciate that it's trying to improve on different things. It was fun to bully things, but in terms of a survival horror game, I really did not agree with it at all. All right. Um, it is my turn. Honestly, for all the issues that people on Twitter have droned on about this game, I do believe that some of them were getting their guts checked uh, by it. Now, you know, there is repetition to the combat. Uh, that part is true, but I have seen videos of people who say, oh, well, you know, the, this monster is fighting me. I think it was Maximilian. Uh, and then he sees the creature's hands go through his back. And I'm like, dude, turn around. And like, I'm saying it again, turn around. Because the creature is like right behind him. And he doesn't turn around. He gets killed. So he, un he uninstalls the game. And stuff like that is like, okay, there has to be a sort of attention given from the player because if people are not like paying attention after you know probably like 10 deaths or whatever uh, they're gonna have a frustrated time and i get that but it, it it also warrants attention and i i think some people did not give the game that adoptability for it i made a review sort of saying that like you know once you get used to it it is pretty easy and you can't eat monsters like um off banisters or into fans and it'll kill them instantly but then they brought up the sort of other complaint where it's like if you get swarmed by like six people then you're basically going to get killed so that's why the grip is there to give you that balance to say hey now i don't have to get swarmed by six people i have limited batteries i can just throw them and then i'm dealing with like one monster or two monsters so uh it's one of those things where it's very weird i never really had too many issues with dodging uh it was just the first stream i told myself okay i think maybe i'm getting too distracted by chat because that's just one of those things where it's like it's the let's play curse so i'm like okay maybe i'm just not good at this game i'll go back to it later offline and then when i hit part five i died like less very less uh it's fun granted and it is true that like the boss battles are very very underwhelming in this game because um i think the real issue is just when they spawn the two head like six times it's like okay i fought this guy like six times already why do i have to fight him again late game could there be another boss could there be more variety i i know ferris was you know different but it was mostly the same pattern so they could have did better there but I, I i think some complaints are justified and some other complaints are just i didn't want to give the game enough attention um even after getting tips tricks etc so i decided to drop it entirely uh that being said it is fun and dynamic when you learn it um and you know guns are secondary in this game uh i do think that some people did go into this saying i'm just gonna play it like death space and see what happens and the guns are not primary in this game at all once i upgraded the stun baton and everything like that it was significantly easier 
Um, so that's my experience on the game so far. Just some clear cut things that happened to me and some other things that did not. So next up is this. All right. Uh, so I, I was talking about this before we started this. Um, I was accidentally playing the game, like is like maybe seventy percent of the game on max difficulty. Uh, so I think that that was probably my main issue. Was everything was like super hard, but I was also playing on max difficulty. Um, as far as the melee and dodge system, um, it was a little. It was. De it definitely took some getting used to. But like once you get used to it, um, it's. It's fine as long as you know it, everything is registering proper, properly. I was playing on PS5, and I still think that there there were times where it was just like not registering. Um, but overall, like I did like the melee dodge system. Uh, the one thing that I just thought was a little bit weird was you could kind of like swing your analog stick either way, and um, I forgot the guy's name. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> The, the main character, like, he would just kind of dodge in whatever direction, no matter which way you swung your stick. So I think that that took some getting used to for me, too, because I was expecting him to dodge in the direction that I was um, moving the analog stick. Uh, and then um, I do like that the, that, you know, the guns came secondary um, just because the, the enemies were kind of, like, Besides, like, the spitter, I don't know if they have actual names. Besides the spitter, like, they were kind of up in your face. So, um, it felt a lot nicer to people to dodge, in my opinion, and then just, like, attack or use, like, the grip. Um, and then just, like, kind of use your, 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 um, your guns as, like, a fallback in case, you know, you need to get out of a really sticky situation. Uh, but just, like, touching on that, like, I, I think overall, like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Shug, it is your turn on this question. Already. So, uh, to me, uh, I, I didn't have really much of any difficulty getting used to the combat itself. It took me a little bit to actually learn it because mainly I don't really play games that make me have to, you know, focus on mainly dodging and stuff like that. So it took me up until the third chapter, almost the third chapter at least, to get the hang entirely on how this game is working and uh and how to time my attacks and how to time my dodge so whenever i see that you know one of them fuckers i don't swing before he swings so uh it, it, i think it, it i think the combat is something that people would just uh, again people were expecting dead space i wasn't expecting that dead space i was just expecting something like dead space which was mainly the theme so uh, I came in there with a, a clear mind on how the game was going to be uh, completely blind, of course. I didn't really know much of anything that was going on. And uh, it, it does get a lot easier once you start, you know, getting into the groove of the game, start upgrading your weapons and uh, just, you know, just the more you get into the game, the easier it gets, basically. And if sure, the overwhelming of enemies sometimes, especially in the... Uh, the uh the billow level whenever you fall into that shitty place with the with the blinds um that one kind of got difficult mainly because some of them fuckers will just randomly get up out of nowhere and you're just standing there and they grab you and either you're too used to how the combat works and you let off a bullet or you don't and it's just like it, it was like trying to get used to those people also in the in those levels 
So I think just how you take the combat and how how it uh, makes you feel, I guess how like it's weird. It's like not really a normal uh, type of combat that you get on a lot of games. Um, but I think once you get overwhelmed and like in a small room or something, and it's I think it gets more nerve wracking instead of actually trying to focus to kill all these people. It's more like oh shit, there's six of them coming at me, and I don't know what to do here. So I think people don't really uh, either they don't really analyze what the hell they're doing, especially on on stealth missions. So uh, I think just people didn't really like the fact that they had to struggle to play this game, and uh, they wanted it to be uh, a handheld experience, like how uh, some other games give you like, the little arrow of showing an enemies behind you or somebody selling oh behind you kind of a thing. So. Uh, yeah, I do think that a lot of people just struggle because they're expecting a combat to the type of combat to help like hold your hand. Uh, the weapons wise, it was interesting. I loved the baton. The baton was really fun to use, um, but it does become basically the only weapon you mainly use because it's just the best weapon in there besides the hand cannon, and uh, that's basically your 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 baby. The whole the whole fourteen hours you play the game, so. Um, once you get that one upgraded either to the max or just right before the max, the game just becomes a lot easier for you if you max out one of your pistols, whichever you want, I guess. It, the combat becomes a lot easier. And it's uh, I see that a lot of people didn't really like go into the game itself. I saw a lot of streams, I saw a lot of clips, just people complaining there's too many enemies, there's too, there's too much happening that I can't deal with. And it's just, it got kind of annoying watching people play the game and just complain about it the whole time. All right, so we're going to move on to the next question, which I'm going to give myself a skip on this one because I did not experience that many issues uh, in terms of uh, hindrances or stutter, but I know people did. So the launch of Callisto Protocol gave users on PC some frustration. It also happened on Xbox too. Did you witness any stutters or any issues that uh, hindered your progression? They said it was a shader issue on Unreal 4, so it got muddled up in the slew of patches that came out. Uh, I'm gonna let Austin go first. Yeah, uh, exactly what uh, Ren said that it was the patches kind of really helped muddled out the issues with the tech, which I definitely experienced, especially since I was playing on the worst version that you could probably play it on, which was uh, on base Xbox one. Um, after like the first patch, it really helped settle a lot of the stutters and a lot of the, honestly, a lot of the graphical issues kind of stayed, but that's just because I was just playing on very old hardware and I kind of expected that it wasn't going to be graphically great. But overall, it's it helped a lot. Um, like I said, like having the last uh, three hours play pretty decently when the patch came out was really nice. And then I might I pretty much decided to play again. And at this point, it uh, the second patch came out, which uh, helps with a lot of loading uh, textures and stuff, because there's a lot of uh, areas that I experienced when I first played that just textures just did not load. So Jacob looked like a completely like a fucking doll, like a glass doll. It was kind of kind of funny looking how uh, muddled he'd be looking. And like some of the enemies, like their entire skin textures was just nothing but like putty and just clay. Uh, but the second patch definitely helped out 
with uh, the texture loading, which was really nice. So uh, going through the second playthrough on easy and just having fun with it, I was able to experience a lot less stutters. Uh, the combat was a lot more fluid and like less laggy with like all the stutters. Yeah, like I know a lot of people are like, oh, why they released it in this kind of type? It's sometimes it's out of their control when they release a game and it just does not work for no reason. And then they they found out that it's just because Unreal Four just has issues with shading, and that's like it helps it breaks some of the programming of like the code. It happens if they can get it fixed within a couple days to a week. It's they were on top of it, which they were. And now the game's in a pretty decent state, like, technical-wise, for, like, almost every system. Of course, last-gen is still struggling to keep up, but it's, it is what it is. And honestly, it's still a really fun game with, like, slight technical issues. That's pretty much it. Oh, I'm going to make my joke real quick that, uh, I mean... It- Glenn fixed the game in like a week, so at least he managed to do so and and get that done. It sucks that it launched the way it did, but I'm like, hey, uh, people waited like six months in an anime to say, hey, Cyberpunk was the greatest thing to ever release. So uh, there you have it. I'm going to let Mr. Max have his turn next. So I was going to start with... um... When it's like, well, their frustrations on PC, just me laughing maniacally while stabbing myself in the leg. But first and foremost, I do as well have to give kudos to like the team, like fixing the glitches and stuff, because that quick of a turnaround, that quick of like making everything work is commendable. Like regardless of anything else, that ability to like listen, go, oh, crap, admit something and fix it. That's really, really impressive and really commendable. But yes, on PC, I also had similar issues. In terms of graphics, I think uh, there was two, maybe three times that it's like, oh, a uh, uh, texture is acting a little weird. Oh, during a death animation, I uh, clipped through a wall. Negligible things. It was fine. For me, I my computer isn't the greatest, but it's okay. So I just turned down the graphics and okay, everything's fine. The main issue was the stuttering in terms of gameplay. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but um, theoretically, with the, theoretically with the dodge system, if you look at an enemy and you hold the direction, you should be able to dodge their first hit because you are initiating the dodge. Once they start switching back and forth, then it's up to you to switch back and forth. But um, on PC, the game every now and then just decided you're going to get hit. And it would, sometimes the dodge would 100% complete, and then a few seconds later I would get killed. Sometimes I would... Well, sometimes I would get like grabbed instantly, like there'd be an enemy just standing there and all of a sudden I'm in the death animation, no chance to do anything whatsoever. It was very frustrating. And that was my first two thirds of the game. Uh, the, the second third of the game, I was like, okay, this is a little bit better, but the problem is still present. By the end of it, it was totally fine. It was all patched out. But I will say those initial moments were insanely frustrating. I'm glad no one else has to experience that anymore. And I, you know, I don't want to hold it up. I don't want to hold it against Callisto Protocol too hard because it wasn't intentional. It was a glitch. They worked on it. They fixed it. But yeah, they were pretty bad initially, especially in the in the gameplay department. What about you, Des? You had any issues uh, playing this? Um. Well, I didn't have it on PC or Xbox. Like I played on the PS5. Um. And I, uh 
the only the only issue I had was sometimes it seemed like dodges weren't registering, but that's all I can really say about it. And I got Shug over here. He ain't had no problems, just like I did. Uh, I I will say one issue that I remembered, but it was literally all I did was walk into a uh uh one of those gears and kill it myself to fix it. So it happened to when uh when you're just uh about to go save Danny. And you go through this elevator that you had to like uh, turn on some engines to power back up the uh, the shoe, and so for some reason while I was going down the stairs, my shades just turned blue everywhere, and I was like, "That's not part of the game. That's way too fucking bright." So I went through a bit of the uh, like a bit of killing stuff before I realized like I need to actually just kill myself to fix this thing because it's getting annoying. I can't really see through with all the blue going around. So I think that's probably the only issue I ever had with the game. And it was a, it's very minor that I could just die and fix it. Yeah, I, I had Remind me as I hold up my fist to the sky and say, curse you bastards. You didn't have to suffer. I mean, yeah, I, I only saw the, the blue stuff, but it happened in a cutscene and it went away yeah. in like three seconds. Like it, it did not last that long for me. So the issues that I had were very minor. It, it led to some narrative conspiracy uh, on Twitter. People saying that, oh, well, you know, Callisto devs, they hired people from Sony and Skullfield had to come out and say they only worked on the cutscenes. They didn't work on the gameplay or optimization to make the PlayStation version the better version. It was just sheer coincidence. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, I, I see most PlayStation people have had less issues compared to Xbox or PC. And I guess maybe that problem or shader issue was a little bit more prevalent there. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next question though about some of the benefits of the patches with the gameplay and if it made your experience better or worse uh, So they decided to put in things like you can swap your guns quicker You can heal faster with the health injector, which is something I noticed. It's like I think originally it took like literally five seconds It was a very slow animation and they decided to fix that you can skip the death animations. Of course, we talked about the stutter already, and we talked about the ray tracing. I'll just go real quick on this. I'm glad they added the idea that now you can heal faster because you couldn't do that in combat at all originally uh, before it was all patched. You had to sort of plan your attack and, and run in there. But I, I didn't find that as an issue. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me and survival horror games. But when it comes to healing, I just wait until the encounter is done or I do it before. I, I don't, I'm not those, I'm basically not the type of person that would do it during combat. Cause I feel like that's stupid. I'm going to get hit and waste this health item. So there you go. But some people like doing that. So it, it is one of those things. So that was virtually impossible, but I would just like simply kill the enemy, stomp on him, take his health because you can do that and just move on. They also have uh, the gun animations. Now, I, I, I didn't like this at all when it was super slow. I, I thought it should not take 10 seconds to swap to a handgun, to a shotgun and back to an assault rifle. I, 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 I am glad they fixed that because I don't know what in God's name was the fucking idea behind um, swapping between skunk gun and waiting for that animation to finish beforehand. So kudos to them for fixing that. But before it was uh, massive balls and 
let's see skipping death animations should have been in there from the beginning but i guess it's not much of a big deal if you're playing on ps5 because those load times or or uh those issues like just go quick with the loading screen so you're, you're not even there but on ps4 i will say if you died you will be waiting approximately 55 seconds before reloading into the game again and that was excruciating but i also get it because it's like last gen hardware so it's like it's the only choice that you got it's a headache but it's at least playable in some state so that's how i felt about all that i'm gonna pass the baton over to max since austin say he's skipping this one um well i already talked about how like fixing the gameplay issues with like the stuttering was the major thing everything else to me was secondary but um if anything, I would just say this is another really good example of, you know, the people who make Callisto Protocol being willing to listen and being willing to change their initial vision to make a better experience overall. Like with the healing, even now with how it's faster, I wouldn't say it's something you would do mid-combat. I agree with Ren, you wait until the end, but it's nice not having to wait so long to stab yourself in the neck. Swapping your guns faster, it feels better. It feels better and it just improves the gameplay because it sucks having to like, really think about hooking your gun on your hip or on your back it's like no you want you want to be a little bit faster and still reasonable uh skipping death animations is great i really think you should be able to skip cutscenes as well i don't know if they added that yet there are some other small quality of life things like playing audio while moving as opposed to having to sit in one place maybe i wish you could skip the cutscenes of like the upgrade animations and stuff like that but i'd say really it is just I don't know the exact word I want to use. It's a testament to the company of being willing to change those things and improve it as fast as possible. So lots and lots of kudos and credit need to be given for that. Yeah, I, I, I told people um, if this was any other AAA studio who did not give a damn, then they would have simply just left the game as is. Uh, they took the feedback into account wholeheartedly. So that is what they should do. a lot of hope for the sequel yeah definitely with like how much they're listening yeah same same here i'm gonna i, I guess Daz, do you have any sort of opinion on the gameplay improvements that you've seen um so truthfully i think i picked up and started playing the game a little bit later so i didn't i don't think i played it before i honestly can't remember for sure i don't think i played it before um the updates so i don't really have much to add to that um i i do like that it didn't seem to take a super super long time to heal up though it didn't change any of my gameplay because i'm like you guys where i would heal before or after battle because i did not feel safe at all ever trying to heal during battle so yeah and Shug, last but not least did you have any um experiences with the patch poster before so I picked up the game two days ago and I played it. Uh, so I didn't have, or I didn't pick it. I had it. I bought it whenever it came out. But yeah. So uh, I decided to play it a couple of days ago because I was like, I don't have anything else to do. I started it. I didn't really know that they patched it already or whatever, and they added all these like new things that the uh, the uh, the swap gun faster, the healing faster, the skip death. I like the skipping death because when I'm already annoyed at the fact that I died for like the fifth time to those blinds, I want to keep, you know, retrying that shit. So I want it's nice to skip it. That was always a good thing to do. And it was very fast and not annoying and just, you know, keep going with the game. 
uh, the healing faster. As always, I don't really do it in the middle of a combat. It's kind of stupid. So uh, it's either before or after the fight. And uh, since I, the, the game, for some reason, never gives you any time to breathe in between checkpoints. So anytime I kill something and I got hit a couple times or whatever, and I'm at uh, either orange or red, I will heal. Because I think it's a more logical way to do it. And uh, I think with the, uh, with the stuttering, like I said earlier, I had, I had some frame rate issues. But I understand because it was mainly just like a lot of fire going around. And if I move the camera too fast, the game will go like, oh, shit, for like two seconds. And that's it. Uh, and it's uh, another thing. The, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so the quick the quick swapping, actually, I found it very useful, especially with the two heads at first with the, you know, the first set of two heads that you fight. And uh, it was fun because I actually did not find out that there was a quick change until I fought Captain Ferris. So uh fighting that fucker made it was the probably the most annoying fight I've ever done at first because I had to deal with dying. But I think I think the quick swapping was actually a pretty good choice with how it goes, especially if, if it was slower before patch. Wanna know before patch. Oh, if you... Sugar, you're cutting out a little bit. You're cutting out. Know. How bad? Uh, talk now. Okay. Yeah, you're good. So, okay. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so like, his fight was pretty nice with the quick swapping, and you know, you get used to it again, especially after I found it, found out about it like later on in the game. So, uh, I think that's yeah, that's pretty much it. All I have for that kind of section. Very minor, minor words there. All right, we're going to move on to question number four, then. What are your thoughts on the skill tree and the upgrades that you can receive in the game with the Callisto credits? I'll start off with Austin yet again. All right. Um, the upgrade paths and skills and other shit you can get in the game. Um, I, I'm actually pretty mixed on this. I felt like there's just some, like, gun upgrades that you can get that I just felt like I would never really want to use or would spend the money to get. But they kind of force you on the path to grab it anyway, so I'm just like, I really want the explosive shot, but I don't want this, like, stabilizing thing, because when you shoot in this game, everything has so much, like, time to recover from the recoil that you don't really need it. I got some like the quicker firing guns, like the tactical pistol and the uh, assault rifle would benefit the most from it. But there's a lot of like already like aim assist like things you can do in the game that just kind of removes that fact. I will say that um uh I believe that the the two best like weapons or tools that you can upgrade was definitely the grip and the baton that had the most like influential uh stat increases to that item itself like you can increase the damage that you use with the grip which actually proved to be pretty useful at like later game with uh, like elites just throwing one elite already loses an arm and he's like already close to death um having the baton at max damage is so much fun and that red lightning shit on it is so cool you just destroy things with it especially on easy on easy you legit like th two to three hit everything 
it's pretty insane, uneasy. On hard, it, it just makes melee so much more better when you have it upgraded pretty fast. But I did feel like like the um the blocking like there's some paths like with the baton like the, the whole defense like oh if you block you can do a special attack if you block you take less damage that was like the only good one and then there's if you block the enemy takes damage and I was like I'd rather just dodge than just take the small amount of damage and they take a little bit of damage it didn't seem that useful and then the right side of the skill tree, the last one you can get in that one, it says that you can target the enemy's weak spot within the combo with your baton. And it, it's kind of wor worded very weird. It's basically saying that you have a better chance of hitting their weak spot when you pull out your gun for the quick fire. And I was like, oh, I don't really need that. I would rather have a melee attack that helps with dealing with their weak spots a lot easier. And it kind of was like worded very weirdly until I actually experimented with it. So there was like very few upgrades that I got on the baton that I just didn't care about. I mostly stuck with damage and like the first like one or two on the other sides. But like in the case of like, cause I played on my second playthrough, I was able to get uh, the baton, the tactical pistol, the riot shotgun and the grip all maxed out on easy. And I got nothing else. And I still had like over 10 grand credits by the end of the game. So I could, could potentially get like another weapon acquired and upgraded. So there was a lot of like chances of getting money that you can just fully upgrade your shit. And there was probably like two or three weapons that you can like fully upgrade. But like, like, I, like I said, what I was mixed is that you don't get a lot of options to diverge like Dead Space. Dead Space, you're able to upgrade a certain stat if you went down a certain path and saw where it went. Uh, Dead Space 2 uh, added in specials that you can get, which every gun kind of has in Callisto Protocol, which I think is cool. But it, it, it's just like an alternate fire mode, which is kind of disappointing. Like, oh, you just have the alt fire now. I was like, oh, it would have been nice to have that like early on that you can upgrade instead of just getting at the end. Like, I wish there was... Honestly, I think it comes down to I wish there was more variety. I liked what they did with it, but there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't really want to grab, but you kind of needed to if you want to get like alt fire modes or just improving the weapon entirely by damage. So yeah, I was like, if they're going to do like the expansions or like a sequel in the future or like a expansion sequel, whatever they're planning on doing in the next four years, they said, I would like to have more different skill trees. Specifically, like I want to increase my health. I want to increase like armor. I want to increase certain other stats that is not just baton, grip, and guns. I want a little bit more variety, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lack of variety, but what, what is there, you can have some fun with. Next up is Max. So for me, I think the upgrade system, for the most part, it was serviceable. Like, it wasn't anything particularly fancy. There were very few actual upgrades that, like, radically changed how you fought or, uh, like Austin said, like, more than just, like, oh, there's, like, a little bit of an explosion or something or, like, a little bit of an alternative fire. Like, there's not that much that really changes things. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. Once you buy a gun, can you sell it? No. Okay. That's a problem. There should be a way to sell weapons that you didn't like because it felt like there was like all these different kinds of guns and things. And it's like, okay, so you got the pistol and you got the pistol that fires quickly. 
okay, but why? You have the shotgun and you have the smaller shotgun. The game itself gives you the hand cannon, a shotgun, and that's all you really need. And like, yeah, you just focus on the baton. You just focus on grip, which is probably where you're going to get the most mileage out of. And most of the upgrades, like I said, besides the heavy swing, don't really change how you play very much. It was also kind of annoying, especially considering you couldn't sell guns, right? That you can't really upgrade your inventory space. You can't really upgrade your health, which I think would have been... That would have been a benefit to have that in the game, even though I said earlier, it's like, ah, well, it isn't even really necessary on hardest difficulty because you just get better at dodge and everything instant kills you. But I think it would have helped to give more of that variety. But um, overall, yeah, the upgrade system, it was fine. The base weapons they give you are fine. I got the assault rifle for giggles, and it was, it, it, it was fine. All the upgrades are logical and make sense. They just don't radically change anything. So don't, I don't really have anything against it other than to echo that, yeah, some more variety, some more radical changes would have been nice as opposed to just general incremental improvements. Uh, alright, it's my turn. I I found some upgrades to be a little bit more beneficial in the long run because there was the fact that, of course, people didn't use the super uh, heavy strike, which knocked the creatures down, and that added a lot of, like, leeway when you're fighting 1v1 as well as when you get the block break. So th- there's that dumb animation where you're you're smacking them with the baton and they just happen to block the move and i'm like okay and then you don't hit the monster and then they start hitting you again block break is good so if you want to smash off their arm and continue to hit them no problem then that's one of the great things about that upgrade so it opens up the creatures a little bit more and i really enjoyed that the the thing about dead space and their sort of upgrading system is the issue is like I, I like it a lot and how they give you a lot more variety but i i didn't like how there's empty spaces in between for the nose to upgrade and callisto didn't have that and i thought that was like really great that you could just skip the semantics and go straight to the upgrade that you wanted even though i think once you get to the top it starts becoming like four thousand credits three thousand credits it got ridiculous, which is why they need to add New Game Plus, and unfortunately, because it's not in this game and it's DLC, you can't really experiment with having all the guns on your person, nor can you sell them, and I find that to be a huge issue, a huge problem. Uh, that being said, it, I agree, it's just there. It, it, it does things, it does things well with uh, certain attributes and attacks, and then it's like for other guns, it's like, let's just basically put in... Uh, exploding rounds on everything and try to correlate that to something even though you might not like the gun or something to that effect i did like it for the riot gun but i i never got it for like assault rifle or anything like that and it is that sort of fact where it's like the guns if they're gonna make a sequel and i know this goes to the sequel question i'm not gonna dwell too long but if they do make a sequel we need to have guns that have more strengths and weaknesses to them because once you get like a shotgun or once you get hand cannon or something like that you can just stick to the game without buying that many schematics and that's it because you're so well equipped with everything else after a certain point and i think that sort of killed the variety factor of it all so that's the real problem uh otherwise i didn't have too much of an issue in terms of learning where i needed to go for the skill tree i just decided to say hey 
this is a goddamn stun baton let me get the most damage real quick so i can kill these monsters i have this electric radiating aura so i can be like the doom slayer when i'm smacking them in the corner and that was great i i, I finally figured out where to apply those sort of attributes and skills and it, it just made it a little bit more fun to play whack-a-mole so i'm going to move on to des what do you think of the upgrading system um, I do like the fact that uh, you and Max were like, you only really need like the shotgun and the pistol, and it's like, all right, cool, because that's all I used. I literally don't even think I, um, I think I had the schematics for some guns, but I never ended up buying them except for the assault rifle, more so near the end of the second to last chapter, I think. Um, but because it's it's so melee heavy, like it didn't really seem like you needed, um, to to have all of have this variety <laughs> um and so hearing that like uh some of these other weapons were it, it like especially like trying to upgrade them it's not something that felt needed or there were upgrades you could have uh, bypassed like it i don't know i'm just glad i didn't end up wasting the very little callisto credits i had um again i played on max difficulty so i didn't feel like i ever got enough callisto credits to like buy anything so i never ended up maxing anything out um and i don't know i i, I don't know if that was just a me issue uh i did i wanted to max out the baton i wanted to try out some things but by the time i had enough callisto credits to try out like especially with the blocking um, the blocking for to knock off an enemy's arm. Uh, I think I was near the end of the game when I was like, oh, I have enough Callisto credits for this. This would have been useful so long ago. Um, but again, like I, I could understand why it wouldn't be so easy on max difficulty. Uh, but it would have been nice. It would have been nice. I think that's all I really have to say about it, really. Next up is shoot. So, I, I I feel that be, uh, like I understand because um, I also had a problem with upgrading everything to the max. I always felt like I never had enough credits. I would either end up selling most of my ammo just to upgrade something, or hunting for the CPUs and all the all the nice relics we could sell for seven fifty and two thousand or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I found myself uh, mainly just upgrading like three things out of all the stuff you get, and that's pretty much it. It wasn't pretty much until the end where I started getting more credits and I just said, you know, screw it. Let me just upgrade the upgrade the assault rifle, the tactical pistol, the riot gun, and all that stuff. So um I did feel like I never really had enough credits. And I, I I again I as it was said before, and as I don't know if it's like, you know, a skill issue probably or the difficulty. I was playing it on normal and it always felt like I was being very poor. So um it was kind of weird. And the upgrades, I felt that they were a bit too fucking expensive. I don't know. It's probably just me. But um, I was able to max out maybe uh, the the uh, the hand cannon and the, the, what was it? The skunk gun. Those were the only two that I was able to actually completely max out entirely. The other ones, I just left at one tier before the max because it was it was like almost thirty seven hundred, and I'm over here like I just put five hundred into this gun and uh and I wanted to buy some ammo because I was without any ammo, 
So it, it I, I I felt that they should do something about how they priced the uh, the upgrades. I think that if again if they do like a another game, they should think on how they do those, or maybe how uh uh what was it Dead Space Three? Dead Space Three had where you could craft your own like weapons and shit, just finding materials laying around. So maybe if they add something like a like a crafting situation, that may might help uh change how the weapons are used and whatnot especially with how you can combine them in that game but uh but yeah like i only ever found myself using three things and i was pretty much throughout the whole game entirely the rest of them i never really used it unless i ran out of ammo from the other weapons that's that's pretty much what i i, I have to say in, in that kind of respect and it, it was just you know it, it felt like i was un, unnecessary to have all those weapons Okay, we're going to move on to question number five. And this is a creatures and boss battles. Oh, boy. So what were your thoughts on those in particular? I'm going to start off with Mr. Austin. Alrighty. Um, what did I think about the creatures and boss battles in the game? First off, I wanted to say that um, I thought the creature designs for everything, even the final boss, I really liked it. I thought I liked the the ro like the really raw and grotesque like visceral transformations that all these people were going through, and like the the mutations that elites would be having was really cool. Albeit it was there, it was every time they mutated though, it was the same like model. I wish there was a little bit more like variety. Like if like a spitter or an infector transformed, they like transformed to something else. But I believe. I am studying a bit. Give me one second then. I think I know how to solve this. Oh, sorry. I, I can't wait to talk about Captain Ferris. That's going to be a roast. That's the sound of him slapping his computer. It's okay. <laughs> Over Captain Ferris. I got it. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it good? Yeah, you're good now. Okay. All right. Thanks for letting me know about that. Um. Anyways, back to topic. Um, like I said, like, I wish, I, I do remember them talking about that enemies will be more, like, different when they transform in, like, the DLC slash expansion shit that they're going for, which I'm pretty much excited for, like, give me more variety. I like the designs so far, I think a lot of them are really cool, and they're pretty, I wouldn't say unique, they're pretty generic, like, if you watch The Thing, a lot of these creatures give off The Thing vibes, which is kind of kind of funny because i love the thing but all in all i feel like they uh i think they nailed the the nail on the head with the designs and like the audio design for all the monsters they're very grotesque they're very disgusting it's it's just visceral and gory it's just body horror to the max and i just love it um, the first boss, which is like the twins, the big twin dude, I really like the idea that when you defeat its first phase, which is its slow lumbering phase and like easier to hit, it get it gets rid of the side that's dead, which is super cool. It's a really cool animation where it just slices through its own body and rips it off. I was like, holy shit. When I first saw that, I didn't even see the first part when I first fought it. I was fighting it and I was like, I got it down. I was like, sweet. Let me just run around and reload. And then I saw that half of it was gone. I was like, what the fuck happened? And it killed me at one point, and I restarted the fight. And then I actually saw the animation. I was like, holy shit, that's really sick. 
I like that. I like when they get into the detail of them just tearing themselves apart. That was a really cool part. And then um, you get to fight uh, Captain Ferris a few times, and I like that he's like this like this uh, big shithead of a guy who's like a bully. <laughs> he's like the big like I'm just going to smash you. So I actually really like that he was like this big shithead, and then he transformed into a fucking Resident Evil boss. I was like. What are you, fucking Birkin? I'll take it. I had a lot of fun fighting Captain Ferris. I like I like that they just made him this giant monster. Like, he's like the alpha, and like he's just this giant monster. They did give him like a force field, but I was like, this is kind of like space aliens. I guess it makes sense. Dead Space had a lot more crazier shit than this, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I really had fun fighting these creatures and just seeing how fucking disgusting they are. It, it was a blast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Max, it is your turn. I'll pass the baton over to you. What do you think of the monsters and the bosses? Uh, for talking in terms of just visual design, I think they all look really good. There definitely was while playing the game it did feel like there was only a certain number of models and maybe there should have been some more enemy variety or how they looked. And as I complained about before, you know, as was pointed out, like, you know, being a whiny bitch, I'll take that. Um, I do wish there was more variety. I do wish they did different things. The ones that were like spitting was great. There was some explosive ones. The, as I said, the ones who tax you, just grab you. I didn't think they were very fun, but visually, they were all visceral, horrifying. I liked how everything looked cancerous. I liked to agree with Austin. I didn't really like how um, when they mutated with the tentacles, because seeing the tentacles for the first time was really freaky and really scary, and I liked it. But then they all just mutate into the same guy who fights the same way. It was kind of disappointing in that regards. But um, yeah, I did like them overall. I just wish there was more variety, and I wish they acted differently. The final boss fight... Uh, you guys say Birkin. I saw the, um, from XCOM, the Andromedon, the giant mech thing that's like, there's like a little gray man inside it and then it like pukes out its guts. I actually really enjoyed the final boss fight with, um, crap, you just said the Warren's name, but I totally forgot it now. Um, fighting him the first time where it's like a fight you're not designed to win. It's like, okay, so this is more just left, right, left, right. You just have to keep the combo going. And every now and then he like grabs you and throws you around a little bit, but doesn't actually do any real damage. But that final boss fight honestly did a really good job of testing the skills that you would have gotten throughout the entire game. It forced you into the melee-only part right at the beginning, and then afterwards you had to focus on fighting explosive canisters, tricking explosive enemies into getting near the giant boss and you know, using your environment. I think that was well-designed, because what is any boss fight but a test of your skills and what you've learned? So the final boss fight, I will give lots of kudos to you, but in terms of the basic enemies... Gameplay-wise, repetitive. Visually, really pretty until you play the below level and you realize there's only two or three models of the blind and you fight, like, a hundred of them. It starts to get a little repetitive and all you see is, like, the cancerous pus, whatever you want to call them, the inflammation. And, like, it's pretty individually until you fight, like, 50 of them. Yes, it is your turn. All right, so, okay, so I, I feel like I agree with, like, a lot of that has been said already. Um, I do like the idea that there have been, like, different, like, you know, you had the basic guys, you had 
when I, you know, I was first introduced to this figure, it was like, oh shit, like, what is that? Like, but then I was like, oh, that's a really cool, like, uh, uh, creature design, but it's the only one that seems like it can fight from a distance. Um, which I guess is nice if you get hoarded or whatever, but, uh, there was that. And then there was the explosive ones that, um, definitely gave me a lot of anxiety, especially with the final boss fight. And, uh, Max, with what you were saying, was how like the final boss fight tested everything that you learned um, throughout playing the game. Uh, I was definitely tested because those are the guys that literally kept like they kept ruining me um, as I was trying to as I was trying to fight Ferris. I believe Captain Ferris. Um, so yeah, uh, so I thought that that was interesting. Um, the ones that I thought were annoying were if you went to like open a chest or whatever and it ended up not having items in it and it ended up having those stupid little like i don't even know the larva or is that what they were <laughs> like the larva creatures like those were annoying and then whenever you went like into the depths and you had those uh those uh oh gosh they were like in these like things that kind of exploded out and they would pull you towards it those were annoying too um but they didn't really do much. You literally just had to like spam triangle to get them off of you. Uh, and I'm trying to think of, um, I don't, I didn't really like the, um, the, I thought the idea of creatures mutating was really interesting. Um, the only, th the only issue I think I had with that was literally the fact that every, like literally once you meet the, 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 the mutating ones that's all the rest of the enemies for the rest of the game is they all mutate like at least that's what it was in my experience um but it was the fact that they all mutated the same so it definitely it was repetitive as hell um and then if you were ever around any of the i called them clicker 2.0 um or no we didn't call them clicker 2.0 because i streamed this game we called them uh great value uh great value clickers from like the last of us uh so the 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 guys that like couldn't see and like relied on sound and stuff like they got annoying but like having to deal with them and also deal with the the guys that mutated was just a lot in my opinion um so like as i thought that they were interesting on their own but then like I think it was mentioned earlier in the in the podcast that the game doesn't really give you a second to breathe and that and those were my exact thoughts like once I was getting near to the end of the game I was getting I felt you know I felt it I was like I'm nearing the end of the game but like every like two seconds like no matter like what you fought uh it kind of sucked because you couldn't like there was no room to breathe you were fighting and fighting and fighting and there was just like there was no like second to be able to like grab like get your bearings and it kind of like i think i reflected on that and it felt like that was the whole game for me it was just you were literally just fighting 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 so it felt really repetitive after a while and it got really old um and it was just it was a lot um and then there was the the two-headed creature uh who i thought initially was a boss uh and then i thought i was like okay we're quite far into this game now and this is the first time i'm encountering a boss so i know there's going to be more bosses later on but then when you encounter that creature i think it was two more times it was just like wait what so we don't get any other bosses it's literally just you get one boss but you get him multiple times it was just really interesting to me um i i definitely thought that uh i thought that we'd have like more variety when it came to bosses uh 
so yeah there's that um and then the final boss fight i feel like i've been skipping around i'm so sorry uh the final boss fight i thought was really interesting it was definitely infuriating for me um but uh when you when you actually finally fight captain ferris i thought it was really interesting to have to deal with him and his like first form or whatever and then he like morphs into this big giant ball of like what the hell um uh it was really interesting to deal with him and then like the the guys that explode as well uh so yeah i i don't know I'll, like overall i think that they were interesting um i do just like hate the fact that the 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 mutated ones got old after a while and then um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, so since the bread is late, I'm going to introduce him. So Spartan, introduce yourself, please. Um, Spartan, right? I apologize for being late. My Wi-Fi is pretty shit. <laughs> just like how honest that is. Uh, but we're talking about the creatures and the bosses. So any sort of opinion on uh, those two in particular? I've heard a few people mention that design-wise, they are fantastic, and I, I completely agree with them. One thing Callisto Protocol got absolutely wrong was the visuals, and just how gnarly they were, especially if you've seen the, um, the collective edition box art around the entire four sides, and obviously the statue inside, they really put a lot of effort into the visualization of these creatures. However, saying that, I do find the actual variety to be quite lacking. I think it was Mitz that said earlier. Um, I agree. I was absolutely terrified first time they mutated, and I thought, oh, okay, I have no idea who's going to mutate and who's not in my playthrough. But once you get to the way through the game, it's basically everyone is mutating, and then it no longer becomes a... a jump scare uh, you know what i mean it's one of those things where you, you're thinking oh, okay so it is this one. Oh, it's that one. Oh, what a surprise it's this one again um, and i also feel that they are playing it too safe um again trying not to be too much like data space you had you had the main enemies you the spitter you'd have the exploder you'd have the uh fletcher, if you will um, Boss fights, yeah, I think Two-Face was touted to be a boss fight, and then you fought him again, and again. Oh, and yeah, you, you fought him again. And I think the only memorable one was Ferris, but even you fight him like three times or twice. Um, and I likened his final boss battle to a Berserker from Gears of War, where you need to damage him a certain way before you can actually kill him if that made sense mm. I, I found that really interesting he was one of the tricky ones because you can't just shoot him the entire boss battles you have to do something to lower his health so i like that and i was hoping there would be a bit more variety of that throughout the game but i'm kind of glad that they only did it with one if at all any all right so it is my turn since i did not take it um not gonna be too long but uh the creatures themselves are you know 
fine for the most part uh in certain instances uh, i think variety wise of course it could have been more and dead space definitely had more and i talked about this in my review that uh, i felt like they could have done a little bit more with the mutations because i mean okay here's what happens when, when they have the tentacles in their chest you have to shoot them to stop them from mutating and then that's it but of course you can't do that if there's like three or four of them doing the same thing around so they're gonna mutate and they turn into this giant octopus of a creature of a man and then you have to deal with them having more health and then they just die after you beat them up like a couple of more times uh i i felt like death space was unique in the sense that you had creatures like the divider where it, it lurches towards you and it looks like a dude in a trench coat but when you shoot it it turns into like five different things like arms legs head and it tries to still kill isaac and fan out well after uh the creature has split apart and i think they could have done something unique in that regard to mutations where it's like okay the guy's leg turns into something weird and it detaches and it tries to like suck your blood out or something like that could have been extremely crazy as a mechanic and it meant every creature could have been different if they had the tentacles inside of their body which would have probably made them stronger or give them certain properties while you have to deal with them and make sure they don't mutate and i wish they would have went in that direction i think i had a mutual i forget his name but um he he made a video on this and he talked about this on his own video and he said he wanted the same thing uh when it came to the sequel and i'm like they should have just did that um in my opinion everyone else though like two head it got old after the third time uh, even in my playthrough i said why am i fighting this guy like three or like didn't i kill him already is this a new variant of the two head because i've killed every single one of them to this point and so they just keep coming at first it's cool on i think the coolest fight was definitely on the elevator where you fight it for the first time and you don't know what the fuck's going on after you had that entire giant ball skirmish but at the same time like i said it just starts to get old ferris was kind of cool people said they were struggling on him but in my honest opinion his first form was completely easy all i did was like dodge five times he'll grab you you take no damage then you do the same thing again and then i figured out when you fight him the second time you can just smack him and he'll you know get stun locked to death so i was like okay i can just do that with the stun baton no problem final boss was whatever again people said he had a one hit death animation if he grabbed you i never let him get too close i did notice though that they decided to put in those exploding enemies around you and i'm like okay i'm already fighting a boss i don't think we need the theatrics of the enemies coming in like they could have put in normal enemies that would have like done things like oh i'm gonna protect my boss or whatever like fine okay that that's cool but they put in the exploding guys and there's two of them like one on the left one on the right and one on the left always got me because i'm dealing with the one on the right and i'm like what in god's name is going on with this entire boss battle of like i i don't like this idea at all um but the boss himself he only killed me one time and that was it so i managed to get around that no problem but yeah I, I, yeah like maybe just take the grip and use the exploding enemies to blow up ferris himself like that would add some dynamic to the entire boss battle itself but uh yeah it, it's 
the thing of they look disgusting they, they they look amazing they they look great in terms of design um the blind enemies like the blind enemies themselves they are kind of easy in a sense that i was putting on a complete wrecking crew on them and i was like okay so they can't see me but they can hear but no one hears me stab this guy like one trillion times in the corner and his other friends don't hear shit so I'm like okay i could just put on a wrecking crew no problem and they don't see me and uh it's pretty great they don't hear me either uh so it, it definitely could have been some more application to stealth design or or doing something you know a little bit more unique in a sense overall though i mean i, I enjoyed the experience of at least fighting them and seeing how they operated before uh finding out their strengths and weaknesses and and i just felt like maybe this game needed a lot more dynamic nature to the boss fights because that's what i felt was lacking like you just dodge this way you dodge that way and the two head constantly tries to poke you he gets a little faster and then that's it uh i i wish they had a more distinctive pattern i equate this to batman arkham city with mr freeze where you know he's smart enough to break batman's stuff if you keep spamming the same move over and over again and i wanted something like that where it's like okay now i can't use this pattern anymore the creature has become way too smart how do i beat it this time and i i think a little bit of that could have been applied to some of the designs to make it a little bit more harder with the bosses uh but that's my opinion on that um overall like i said death animations from them great creatures great but boss battles definitely needed a little bit more shine on the whistle so next up is suge all right finally my turn yay uh so i agree with everything you guys said it's like it's literally their designs are fucking amazing. They're they're beautiful creatures in all like they're all beautiful creatures in their own way, except when they transform into the same thing with the tentacles. Um, I think <clears throat> the spitter itself was the only one that I saw that did something different sometimes. And what it would do is it would use the tentacles it has in its face to try and eat your face. That was pretty much the only thing that happened different from fighting the same one ones all over again. Uh with the uh with the two heads uh boss battles i the first one was fucking amazing i loved it you know you gotta make him kneel down and mail him a couple of times and then kill his other half and then he'll just rip him off and, and and keep going uh but by the third time you do it the only different thing i notice is that he will cut off the other half instead and i was like okay that's cool um it, it got kind of way to like it got it got way too clockwork kind of a thing and it's like okay i know how to do deal with this dude so i'm just gonna you know repeat the same shit i did in the server room or whatever um but when it came to ferris i like the second time you fight him the first time is is mainly annoying a couple times because i died to him uh, a, a little bit because i would run out of ammo or i would dodge very badly um <clears throat> i would try to treat him like the two heads and be able to like uh, dodge the same way every time but um, when you fight him the second time and uh, he does do where his, his swipes are pretty much from it'll go from a max of 5 in the first time you fight him to 6 in the second time you fight him again so um, 
his pattern was pretty easy to figure out after he would be done uh, doing his attacks. I would just do the heavy attack with the baton, and he'll like fling uh, fling away. Uh, his boss battle was very entertaining. It did, as uh, Spartan said, it, it reminded me of a berserker from Gears of War, and and how it looked and how it, I, I kind of just the presence of it gave me that kind of feeling. Um, and yeah, like the the monsters themselves that were spawning in those suiciders. They were kind of unnecessary, as Ren said. Like, there's really no point to them to be spawning in. But at the same time, I understand why they're there. Uh, I kind of, I I ran out of ammo fighting him, so I used uh, like two or three of them to just launch them at at uh, Ferris, and I killed them with those. That's pretty much how I ended the game. Uh, so, like his his boss fight, I I enjoyed his boss fight at least the the his second transformation. Uh. The other one is with the uh, the blinds. So th- those, like uh, it was said before, it reminded me of the clickers from The Last of Us. It's pretty much, you know, you could go off of how they sound. That's how you know where they are. And uh, but those those are some sneaky bastards because I had a problem with them as they were they were always behind me somehow. And uh, that was probably the only the only issue I had with them entirely. But once I started getting how they how they move, how they spawn in, how they work, sometimes they would actually even get stuck, and I would just get an easy stealth kill. So um, those those there were the bane of my existence for those like almost two hours of one chapter, and uh, it was it, it was interesting. I think the way they introduced them was pretty well done. Honestly, the how they introduce each kind of creature as you go through the jail itself, the fact that it's lacking in terms of how they transform, they always do the same thing that rip in half, and the same thing with two spikes comes out and tries to kill you in two shots. Uh, I, I kind of wish they would have done something different with that whenever it would happen. And uh, yeah, I think, I think boss, why boss. Boss battles, I think, needed the most work out of anything else, especially with the fact that they gave us four of the same thing. I think that's my only issue with it. Aside from that, I'm, I was okay with the rest of the game. All right, it's time to move on to the big one, which is question number six. We're talking about story, lore, and characterization within Callisto. The first person that I'm picking in order is Austin yet again. Alright, so we're finally getting to the good shit. <laughs> um, despite the issues with gameplay that people had, um, I found it very funny about the people who complained about the story and characters. A lot of them are like, oh, this game's so generic, the characters are like not that personable, blah blah blah. The story is so bland and so one-sided. I was like, have you even fucking went through the game and collected any of the fucking, like, audio logs. They give you a lot of fucking story, and it gives you a lot of background and lore, and that there's a lot, there's, like, even a bigger mystery than the actual parasites themselves with the whole hidden organization. I believe they're called the Circle. And there's, like, a whole, like, it's supposed to, like, tie in, like, this is the unitology side of it all. It's, like, they're trying to aim for, like, this greater human humanity through using experimentation and these uh, alien parasites and shit but like the story is there if you look for it and it's actually pretty interesting that the more you deep dive or deep into it on a on a base level it's kind of like 
weird as you get most of the dialogue and a lot of the uh, story elements near the end of the game. I understand that. But if you're not actively looking or like getting any of the collectible shit, you're not going to find much of a story there until the end of the game. But when you're collecting everything, it pieces everything together and you start like thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck happened here? What's going on here? And you learn quite a bit of like each character because it tells you like their story, like, oh, this police officer it was sent here because he killed somebody, like because he's a racist, or he killed somebody because they're rioting and he used lethal force without permission. And so it gives you little cool little tidbits that a lot of these p- people are here are kind of here against their will. Like they're, they've been blackmailed. They've been specifically assigned here because they needed to get out of like a bad case, etc. And like the characters, like Jacob is like one of the most realistic characters in the game. He's always questioning what the fuck is going on. He, the guilt that he has, he kind of tries, he tries to bury it deep down, but his partner, Max, always is but max who's like this ghost figure that you meet throughout the game who's the partner who dies at the beginning is actually jacob's guilt and he doesn't resolve his guilt till the end of the game because he's just trying to push it back like it wasn't my fault we didn't do anything wrong we were just doing a job that's all we were doing and jacob is like always questioning everything that's going on he's like what the fuck is going on what the fuck are you even saying and he's like looks at people with like the most like what are you on about type of deal? And he's like, why the, he's like, (laughs) Jacob is such a good character that you relate to him so much. He's asking the questions and people are like, oh, I'm not going to answer to you. And he's like, well, why the fuck not? We got the time. And it's just super funny. And like, and then you have uh, Danny who at first is a bit, is like one of the weaker characters in the story until later where you find out that she's an active, that the reason why, she attacked Jacob's ship is because she traced that he had the alien parasites that infected the uh, uh, the planet uh, Ropa. And when you actually learn more about her story and then learn more about her character, she actually gets pretty good. And then um, Elias. Motherfucking Elias was one of the best like side characters that I've ever had that went away so quickly. I loved Elias. Elias' character, he was he was your fucking prison buddy. He was like, oh, get me out of here. And like, I'm trusting you here. And you're like, all right, cool. And he has like this hidden mystery because he's also uh, working with Danny because he needs her to help get, get the uh, shuttle so he can get out of there. And throughout the entire game, you're putting your trust in Elias. And the, the game trying to forces you that he might have an alter, uh, ulterior motive. And Jacob is like, Near the uh, when you get the spacesuit, Jacob's like, Hey, he's like, what are you in for? And, he, and Elias replies, He's like, What you think you're helping a murderer escape? And Jacob's like, Well, yeah, I want to know if you're gonna fucking kill me in my sleep. And then Elias pretty much has a heart to heart, and he's like, I am a murderer. He's like, It was a long time ago, I regret what happened, it was just the wrong place, wrong time, essentially. And Jacob's like, You know. Thank you for being honest, pretty much, and like I think you're a good guy. And Elias is like, I don't think I am, but I just want to get out of here. And like you, it's such a good dialogue between the two. And then Captain Ferris is like, Oh, I couldn't say it better myself. Goodbye. And then Elias's death and Jacob's reaction to his death is so realistic. It's like 
you're 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 going through such a traumatic experience and you have a friend who has been helping you this entire time and he just revealed some shit and he trusts you with it and you trust him back and so his entire sequence of his death uh, just jacob like pleading like come on we can get you out of here and, and elias just accepts the fact that he got out even if it cost him his life and he was happy to have it end this way and it's just when I played it and streamed it, I was legit like on the edge of just like quitting the session right there because I was like, "Fuck, Elias was so cool," and like it just goes to show that they know what the fuck that they're doing with the story and characters, and just people, just some people who are very loud about it, just don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to story and character characterization. It, it just. Like, the only character that I think is weak at this point was Captain Ferris, and um, uh, I think his name was Duncan Cole, the Warden, because you barely know them. You only find tidbits of their information throughout the game, and it doesn't fully explain them until the end, where you learn more about, like, oh, Captain Ferris was chosen because he had potential of becoming the Alpha. You don't learn much about him. I thought it would, I think, like, I hope if they do any expansions that we learn more about Captain Ferris. It'd be really cool if we get to play him after uh, he's like infected and you slowly see his transformation throughout the entire game. I think that would be really cool to show more about his character. But yeah, Elias, he was a bruv. And it saddens me that the way that he died, but it was such a good scene. And I thought he was a very good character. And I'll always say to this day that I'm still fucked up about that. (laughs) He He was our bro. And yeah. I, I really like the story in this game, and it's hard for me to accept that people are saying it's shit. At, be- at worst, it's an okay story. At best, there's a lot to go around. Max, it's your turn. I'm gonna get beaten up because I'm saying shit, and I don't really appreciate that. Okay, so um, the first thing I want to say, uh, this is more to the previous point. Des brought it up. Des brought it up, and I just want to talk about like a gameplay aspect of it. So, real quick aside, uh, with the things that latch at you from across the room from the cats, in terms of gameplay, I think they did a very much they very much did a disservice in terms of the creatures and boss fights because they discouraged. Like the point was to make you feel stressed, was to make it so you don't get so you never feel like the enemy is letting up to make it so you're careful around things. However, what they did was actively discourage exploration and actively discourage finding resources, which you're supposed to do because it's survival horror. Um, I want to bring up this point because of a game I played recently called Fatal Frame Man of Blackwater. In that game, it's about ghosts. They have a mechanic that every time you open a, every time you open a container, every time you grab an item, there's a chance that a ghost can try to grab you. If you're fast enough, you can pull your hand back and dodge it. I bring this up to say Callisto Protocol didn't have those moments. Sometimes you had a chance to grab those, uh, to shoot those latches before they grabbed you. And sometimes you could kind of see the slugs coming, but really you couldn't overall, especially when the few came out when you're stomping corpses. And I think that's bad design. Having taxing health in any situation where you don't have a say in the matter isn't a good thing. I really think they should have had it so you had some say in the matter. (gasps) Small aside. Uh, in terms of the story, overall, okay, I, I don't know if we're going to like fully talk about this later, but I have, I'm going to take the moment to talk about it now. In pretty much every way that I saw, Callisto Protocol was established to be a spiritual successor of Dead Space. This isn't me trying to say I didn't like things because it wasn't Dead Space. I wanted it to be new and different, 
but it's inevitable. The comparisons are inevitable. The similarities are inevitable. And looking at the story, if we're talking base story, uh, story plot points, it's like the game itself very much was trying to say, like, I'm not Dead Space, I'm different. But it was Dead Space. From the secret organization with tinges of cult-like activity and religious ideals of wanting to torture yourself and others for pain in order to an evolution to the next kind, unearthing a giant creature or object underground that makes more of these creatures, the idea that they're all based on corpses and different and different like body parts fusing together in different ways and coming to life. The similarities to Dead Space are apparent, they're everywhere, and it's unfortunate. But there are a lot of very interesting differences, how they operate, how the, uh, how the, um, the society, I believe they said it was called the circle. I could be totally wrong about that. I called them the Illuminati. Um, they did act differently. They have different reasons. They have different motives. And I don't want to discredit that, but going through the game, if we take the base, the mission, get to the place, things break, Jacob's worst day ever, repeat, get to the place. It is very simplistic. Now, that being said, looking at the actors, I 100% agree. Okay, I was mispronounced it if it's Elias or Elias. So someone please correct me on that. Um, he was an absolute bro. I love talking to him. Danny, I thought was a lot weaker, even though you can kind of understand her over time. Uh, Jacob, yeah, he did have very realistic things. But I will say, oh, and um, the main guy right in the place whose name I'm blanking on and Ferris, the same thing. They all were good characters, but the problem was everyone very much had one note, one personality trait, maybe two that you could use to sum them up. They were gruff. They were optimistic. They were serious and depressed about the future. They were occultish. They were, you know, angry and willing to take it out on other people. Like everyone was very one note. There wasn't very much growth. And including the, you know, Max coming back as your guilt, that's a good thing. That showed good character growth. You mean like the guilt of your wife and or girlfriend, I don't remember, in Dead Space coming back as an hallucination, even jump scaring you the same way? There was a lot of similarities, and there was good moments. The acting was top-notch. I absolutely adored the voice acting. It was very good. But in terms of base story, it was very similar. Now, that being said, the audio logs that I didn't like that you have to stand still and listen to, they did show more. There was a lot of other things going on. There's a lot of things that really do set this game apart from Dead Space, but they're not front and center. They need to be front and center because otherwise it feels very bare bones. I love that the world is expanded in like different, um, the, the flashbacks into the one city, I think they said it was on Europa, where like the actual biophages were spreading and there was like some sort of catastrophe there. It showed and alluded to a dystopian future with who knows what kind of implants in people and all sorts of things. That's awesome. I love that. I wish there was more of it because otherwise it does feel very bare bones. It does feel like an odd sibling to Dead Space itself. And yeah, I just wish the things that did set it apart, make it more unique, were showed off more. All right, it's my turn. Um, I'm going to be a little divisive on the story uh you know they might as well just call the setup and the lore the europa protocol because you know that's essentially what it was all the backstory of europa and and how the colony sort of came to be and, and all this transporting stuff going on it was just a lot of moving cogs for the story and i felt 
I was one of the few that felt like the characterization didn't really do it for me in terms of like other games because I I felt like what happens in the story is 99% of the time like you you talk to someone they tell you you got to go here and that's it it's like really solid in terms of voice acting uh don't get me wrong I, I really appreciate that but I feel like it wasn't enough of the humane moments and when we got those they got ripped away from us when Elias died or when you're trying to discover what happened with Danny and everything and they hate each other. I, I felt like it wasn't really, it, it could have been a little bit more well illustrated and it could have been a little bit more thought out and, and had some real emotion instead of just saying, okay, we're done here. We're just going to move on to the next scene because the main method of the thing is survival like it's just survival of the fittest we gotta just move on and do this thing here so um it, it wasn't really any moments where the characters like really got to talk to each other and find out their history from there it, it was just go to thing put on uh, a switch and then come back and see me uh that being said you know the stuff in the lore i i talked about show and you know don't tell which is some of the methods that went on in some survival horror games now not to get me wrong like i do like reading notes and hearing audio logs from characters and finding out the side stories and their fate and and it's like shadow set on a previous podcast you can't really have a story detailing all the other like side characters all the time that that are relevant to the main big plot you have to sort of cram that into notes and files and stuff like that i i get that part but there's times where it's like okay for example re6 you find out that leon had notions of self-deletion i'm like okay where was this lore and why wasn't it actually in the game when we we discover like that particular bit like that's whole new information that could have been explained so i'm like what the hell is this so when, when they do stuff like that where it's relevant to the plot and they decide to take it out and you have to read it i'm not a fan of that when it veers off course for the main story i, I feel like that should be shown in the very least and then you can have like side character bob get killed off and, and a giant you know bobcat pin just because i i'm fine with that being read and explored over just the main characters uh that being said i i 100 agree with chat i would have taken an entire game where it's just like eli is still alive and jacob because they had that sort of survival instinct we got to get out of here but they also understood that sins of the past kept coming up and and it was really that moment where they where they were like talking in the corridor and elias was talking about yeah i have sins of the past too i i'm not really happy about what i've done but they could have explored a little bit on that and then once they get sucked out of the airlock he just dies so i'm like okay uh so that felt like wasted potential in a sense uh don't get me wrong i i do like the lore aspects though i think that's incredible finding out that it's been a 75 year journey to people trying to understand this virus that they cultivated from the giant fish monster and 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 trying to find the perfect alpha uh that could give you know uh superhuman powers that could give birth to a new uh civilization that's full of like people that could thrive off of being like powerful i i really like that idea it it, it felt like it was though i i, I called this a joke but i i feel like this joke rings true i called it space resident evil 
and it feels like an amalgamation of space resident evil with the evil corporation ujc and then you have um the death space elements and you put that into a blender and you have the plot of the callisto protocol so it's that's really cool in a sense i like the biology i want to do a breakdown on the lore of where the biophage came from because i think that's cool when they did that i i think the colony chapter was the best in terms of like lore overall though outside of that just i i just wish i had a little bit more humanization than normal but otherwise it's not as bad as people are making it out to be but it could have been a little bit better than what it was so i will pass the baton to des okay um i definitely think that i'm probably gonna end up forgetting a lot of what i wanted to say in terms of like characterization and stuff I did. Uh, I do feel like I liked the story. I do wish that we could have, like, we got a couple of flashbacks with Europa, which was, like, cool, I guess, but I wish we could have gotten, like, more. I don't know. I guess we just experienced it while we were playing the game uh, in terms of what happened on Europa, but I wish we could have gotten a little bit more in that regard, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's like really all I have to say in terms of the story. In terms of the characterization, though, um, I was also in the boat of Elias dying kind of sucked. Like, I feel like we got we didn't have Elias for very long, but it feels like, you know, Jacob and Elias ended up knowing um, ended up experiencing so much together and they ended up so close in the short amount of time they had together. Um, and he felt like super useful. It just kind of sucks that he died so early on um and then who with danny i guess like danny i i get that that they that they i guess explained like what actually happened like you learned throughout the um <laughs> i have the chat open right now <laughs> um um and you learned throughout the game that what that Danny was like on Europa and she was trying to stop everything that was happening, but it just seemed like she was so like hell bent on doing everything on her own, including mainly like killing Jacob, I guess, when it's like, yo, we could uh, work together to get out and then continue hating each other from then on. Like that's totally fine. But it's like you need people to to help you get out. So I kind of just don't like that she wasn't thinking rationally. Um and then uh like i guess as the story goes on they kind of sort of seem like they they have that i don't want to say that they were close because they they weren't but it's like they kind of both realized hey we definitely need to work together if we both want to get out of here we're like we need each other um and it it i i feel like it ended up like playing out pretty well just because they did technically make it to the end together like jacob did want to save her he learned about like why she did what she did um and all this stuff which was like cool uh now if we're like focusing less on the main characters and focusing on the minor characters i'm gonna be honest i don't remember none of their names i'm gonna be honest with you um but the I think finding out a lot of the story through the, uh, through the, 
I, I guess like what, what are they called the audio logs finding out most of the story through the audio logs was a little like i wish you could walk around while listening to the audio logs uh, i think that was mentioned earlier it kind of sucked standing still but it's like if you could walk around and explore while you're listening to it like that would be pretty cool but i feel like that would also suck because again the game doesn't give you time to breathe and you end up like having to fight things every two seconds um but it kind of sucks just standing there and listening to it. And then I don't think I I don't think I ever ended up finding all of them because there were some uh, people who like you found where there were multiple audio logs under their names. So like you could definitely miss like part of the story. So that kind of sucked. So I feel like that's like flashbacks would have been nice, I guess. I don't know to figure out what's going on. Um, and then with. Oh god, I wish we could have gotten to actually know um the warden a little bit more too. Like I feel like, you know, we just I think who somebody mentioned earlier that it seemed kind of culty and I think that was one of the first things I said as soon as you're um put onto the train towards uh the jail, going towards the jail and he was like announcing you were on your way to uh Black Iron. I was just like, yo, this whole speech feels real culty. Like it definitely felt like a cult and for some reason like everybody went along like everyone that works there went along with what he was doing which like i don't understand like it felt wrong like they were using these inmates to to like experiment on something that was gonna fuck up everything like i, I don't understand why we thought like it was okay especially after experimenting on so many people and seeing the same things happen and happen and happen like over and over and over again like they were like and then they like the prison ended up being overrun with all of these different creatures all of these different creature types and it's like why would you keep going and they seemed like they were still experimenting while everything was going to hell so like you know some of the side the sea side characters that we came across it was like why are we why are we doing this and then when you get to the main the warden it's just like sir what's the reason like what's the reason it just feels like it, it's an interesting story but it's also just kind of like why are we like this um but yeah i i think like overall i liked it um but i feel like like a few things could have been could have been changed uh like some people were saying earlier so yeah all right next up is spartan I think story-wide it was was very good, but I will say a lot. It left a lot up to your own interpretation. Like, okay, who are these people? It's been going on for seventy-five years. What happened before then? What led to uh, the UJC coming to Callisto to the colony? Um, The plot was very good. Um, it it always had me engaged from start to finish, and you could kind of see that Jacob acknowledged that even though he didn't know what he was doing, he acknowledged that he potentially caused all this. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what we um, see from him in the future. Um, uh, going back to what the last person said, um, I don't think all the guards actually knew what was happening. Um, again, I think it was only a select few of the warden who knew. And even then, I don't think they knew truly what was going on. Uh, because if you look through the records of all the collectibles for the guards, a lot of them are in um, the prison because they have committed infractions everywhere else and Callisto is where you go to be forgotten. 
So I think the warden knew what was going to happen and a select few knew. Everyone else was like, mm, we're kind of in the dark. They had no idea what to do. Um, the story was good. Um, again, I think it was trying too safe not to be Dead Space, which, again, I'm totally fine with. You don't want to be... I think a lot of people considered it to be a Dead Space game. Um, it certainly wasn't, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it took elements from one game and another, but it's 2022, which games doesn't do that anymore? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Elias was brilliant. His characterization was fantastic. I mentioned it in the um, in the chat just now. I thought he was an hallucination the entire time, and it wasn't until he met we met up with Danny in the shoe that I thought, "Oh shit, no, he's real." It just it seemed like a real easy cop out method. Um, do you know what I mean? Danny's character was very dislikable at first, which I think was was the whole reason. Um, I mean, she crashed your ship, she killed your co-pilot. I just, I don't feel there was as much of a character development with her and Jacob, because from when they meet in Chapter 5 onwards and start, work, quote-unquote, working together, she's always been more or less cold towards him, and all of a sudden he goes out to save his, her life. It just seems a bit of a 180. Um but that's not to say it's it's it, it's truly terrible. Um, I will say I think its biggest biggest flaw is um, that it it leaves a lot of the information up to interpretation, and in some games that's all well and good, but with a new IP, not so much. All right, so we're gonna move on to Shug, who's gonna be the last one that closes out this question. All right, so, um, I enjoyed the story. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I liked the uh, whenever they they actually start explaining everything that happened in the calling. I think, like Ren said, the calling is probably like the best chapter in the game, in all honesty, because it fills in a lot of the gaps. Especially with the fact that you know they they were there seventy five years before all this kind of shit happened. because uh, I had I had the same kind of question in in the in the game whenever you actually go outside for the first time after all the the Elias stuff happens after he gets fucking killed like bullshit. Uh, you see a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, the monsters already frozen and stuff, and I was like, this is happening fairly like instantly inside the prison itself but i don't think at the time it should have reached outside like how it looks and it's like it probably did i don't know i'm probably just you know maybe nitpicking a bit too much on how everything originates and whatnot but uh i always thought about that that it was kind of weird the fact that there were already so many of them outside and just frozen still like like they were just there for ages and we're now just finding finding them later on in the story uh character wise I love Jacob. I think Jacob was a pretty interesting character, especially with the fact that he he kind of blocked out the fact that he knew what was under those uh, medicinal or medicine packs, whatever he was sending to Europa itself. 
especially after the fact that you know he's like oh let me take him out the box look at him and be like ah it's not my fucking business to know what the hell this is i'll put it back in the box and forget about it um so it's kind of interesting seeing how they actually explain that after uh he gets all these memories and starts to reflect on what happened and why he might be somewhat to blame to what happened in europa um Excuse me, and uh, I think I think it was pretty. It, it was, he was pretty well executed on how they they did him. I think I think I found some similarities with him and Isaac from Dead Space, where it, you know it was just a regular day and it just went all to shit. And in terms of him being just doing a job real quick, be done with it, and it just all goes south for a, a trilogy, and it's a. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I did like, yeah, like I saw, I saw some some similarities between him and Isaac, and some and some spaces in terms of uh, how his character was made. Um, and Captain Ferris, honestly, I saw him mainly as a jock, like a jock character in one of these like old eighties movies. He's gonna be on your ass the whole fucking time until he either kills you or you kill him. There's really no uh, no other way to get rid of him, and. Uh, and I'm always, I've always been a fan of Sam Witwer, so he, it was very interesting to see him play, play the villain, I guess again, yeah, again, and and be so just such the biggest asshole you've ever met in in a game. Um, so yeah, I think I was a fan of those two characters the most. Elias, also, yeah, like Elias was probably a fan favorite. I want to say. Um, Elias was pretty a pretty chill character. He gives you your your first weapon, which was the, the little shiv. You know that was pretty interesting. Uh, and you hang out with him for like the first three chapters, and then just I know where he's fucking killed. So um, it kind of just a hey, it kind of kills the uh, the the buddy cop as it was being said in the in the chat earlier. It it, it their buddy cop adventure ended pretty uh, abruptly. Honestly, I think he should have lived throughout the whole thing. And. Uh, yeah, so like Danny, Danny used to don't really start getting more into her character until basically the colony. In all honesty, um, it's, it's not until you guys start going all the way down where you're like, oh, I'm trying to start treating you nicely because I showed you that I'm not the one to blame for what happened in Europa. And so them being kind of, uh, you know, just putting all that bullshit aside to try and get to escape uh, Callisto itself uh, was interesting. But I think it was not forced, but like I think that happened too fast for them to actually be all buddy buddy in terms of him saving her. But I guess it also just adds to the story itself and how the game ended. Because I think they might do something with Jacob being stuck there and being attacked by uh, Ferris right after. So I don't really know. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's something interesting that might do either in the DLC or a sequel. So who knows what will happen with uh, with those two characters i would love to see uh uh josh Duhamel and sam Whitford do more work together especially in a game like this so it'd be amazing that's pretty much it all right we're moving on to question number seven which is a large question so what are your thoughts on the dlc season pass this correlates to more skins new areas new death animations new story dlc new game plus permadeath and hardcore modes and customizable difficulty which sounds like what you could do in last of us part one and two so what are your opinions on this i'll start with austin 
Alrighty, um, you know, I was, I'm pretty excited for the new uh, DLC stuff. It is going to probably seemingly, uh, like I said, I, I've, I've been hearing this for a while now that they plan on supporting the game for four years with content and etc. And we have the first quote-unquote DLC free upgrade, which is in February, which is the hardcore and permit and the hardcore mode and the um, New Game Plus stuff, which is going to be pretty neat. Um, I can already can only guess that Hardcore is that um, it probably is permadeath, is what I have to say. Or it's limited saves, or you have limited supplies, or etc. Like, it's going to just make the game harder, or going to be more uh, risky to do certain plays, which I'm very excited for. Like, I wouldn't mind playing on a harder difficulty like Hardcore. Um... Yeah, like you know, more skins is always nice. Like I got the the uh, the pre-order skin for Jacob, which I really like. It's all it's it's uh, mostly all black and gray. It's just completely different than the orange jumpsuit, which is fine. But I like the DLC skins. It just adds a little bit more variety to the plain, you know, orange jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, bleh, sorry. And like, and people were like complaining about like, oh, they're gonna add in new death animations. It's mainly because there's gonna be different enemy variety in terms of like mutations. Uh, there's gonna be just more enemies in general, and they probably had planned to animate more death scenes or death animations because they had more creatures in mind to explore with those. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm looking very forward to the new uh, story DLCs. And um, see what they're gonna go. I have a feeling like we're gonna, just gonna have a direct continuation of Jacob's story, either the first or second DLC. If not, it's gonna probably be a DLC with Danny and what she was doing, or maybe, like I said, a Captain Ferris one would be really cool because it just explores his thoughts and process, and while he's like transforming into this monster, which uh, with Danny it seemed to like have. It doesn't exactly transform right away if you get infected by a larva instead of an infector. An infector just transforms you immediately when it just infects you, and a larva seems to slowly progress and makes you like super, super weak and super like drained of energy and slowly like dying from the parasite in your head. And um, you know the custom customizable difficulty is nice and all. I'm probably going to stick with the hardest difficulty whenever it comes out. And depending on what they add as options, I, I might fiddle with that. Otherwise, I like to just keep it as what it is. You know, like uh, resources, enemy health, enemy damage, etc. Would be uh, pretty much the same thing. But yeah, I'm pretty much looking for the DLC. Like, I don't think there's anything bad coming with this. They said a while ago that they plan on continuing this game as it's at, at base and just expanding upon it, which I think is a good idea in my opinion. Next up is Des. Oh, uh, I mean, I honestly, I haven't looked into any of like the DLC stuff. Is it really just like my thought, like what I think is going to come out? Uh, yeah, more or less, or, like, does any of this for the DLC entice you, in a sense? Oh, uh, honestly, I mean, the only thing that I feel like would entice me would maybe be, like, the new story. Uh, I'm not really a skins person. I don't really care for, like, extra skins. I just play the game to play the game. 
Um, new areas would be interesting. Um, death animations, I guess, would be interesting. Uh, I I think after dying a few times, I just like don't care, and I usually skip them. So, um, but I, I guess it would be cool to like see new new deaths. Uh, as far as the DLC, uh, if there's more story, like in terms of, I guess what the aftermath. I mean, I don't really know. With with the, with how it ended, I it looks like there there could be more. <laughs> um, so if there's if there's something like that happening, um, where they just kind of expand a little bit on like the actual end of it, like that'd be pretty cool. Uh, or if we get to see like how everything care like how Danny carried out her plan on letting people know that would be cool. Or even I, I was mentioning earlier about yeah, you know, like being able to see more about Europa. Like if we kind of like got a little bit more of a backstory on that, that'd be cool too. Um I don't care about New Game Plus. Uh I played on the hardest difficulty and I I mm, no. I, well New Game Plus wait, New Game Plus would end up being you could kind of keep everything that you had and start a new game, right? Yes, yes. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe that. But that's if I played the game again. I don't. I don't know if I'd play it again. Um, if I were to, I would have to give myself some time. Um, as far as difficulty, I wouldn't play i wouldn't really care about permadeath or hardcore modes um and then i'm not really yeah i don't know i don't think i'd play on anything but the hardest difficulty um i would probably go lower from there if i were to ever play that game again so yeah all right max it's your turn uh for me looking at the dlc season pass stuff Skins and death animations, eh, I mean, if it's new enemies, great, good, but I don't really care for it. Uh, permadeath and hardcore modes, well, when you're on maximum security, most of the guys are already one-hit kills, so there's really not the biggest difference. And considering there's customizable difficulty, considering you can edit the difficulty whenever you want, that is effectively that. And I imagine there'll be more options, like, I don't know, less items, remove certain items only have x kind of enemy change the amount of mutations da, da, da. Uh, okay i think new game plus would be interesting but the problem with those difficulty things and new game plus is okay so i think it's going to be less items uh, okay it's the same as before i don't really i don't really feel the difference that much because the base gameplay is really easy and really easy to abuse um, I don't really see much of a value in those kinds of modes unless the gameplay itself changes radically. Because um, when, when all it is is like, oh, they have more health and you have less health. Well, nothing really changes. They're not using different moves. They're not being smarter. They're not changing enemy placement. They're not doing da 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 da. Those are the kind of things that I care about. Now, if Hardcore has that, if Permadeath has that, if New Game Plus has that, I would be more okay with it. But if it's just raising and lowering health, then what's what's the real point? I don't think I've ever played a game where I've immediately finished it and I said, now I want to play New Game Plus. 
like I almost never want to do that. So it's not really for me. I would say the most the biggest thing I care about is the story DLC and the new areas and stuff that come with it. Um, some of the ideas that were brought up before I agree with more about Europa. Maybe when Europa originally had its catastrophe and like you have to be someone that tries to escape. Maybe um you know, maybe like the colony when they first encountered it, and once again, them trying to escape only discover a shadow organization stopping them and like, why are all these different I don't know, subroutines or whatever, make it so we can't tell people or like find a way out and you trying to survive for as long as possible. Maybe I don't think it was confirmed for sure that Jacob immediately died. So maybe it's him trying to escape and like slowly succumbing to whatever infection. Or maybe it just directly follows Danny and we just see where she goes off to next. Or maybe when Danny was recruited, those are the kind of things I would be down for. But how much of that should just be Callisto 2 versus how much of that should just be DLC? Eh, that's getting to semantics. So I'd say with the season pass, yeah, the story bits are what I care about. All the cosmetic and the difficulty stuff. Eh, honestly. Uh, to me, I mean, I'm not too bothered at having new game plus stuff or uh, higher difficulty. I mean, I played uh, Last of Us more when I got the grounded update and I was just pummeling people in the face and then discovering, you know, it's just more incentive to give more replay value to the game which doesn't really have a lot of it due to there not being new game plus options or there not being abilities to skip cutscenes or there not being like uh stuff like that available because i i got to a certain point where when i got to the middle of the game i was just like they're giving me way too many health injectors i i kind of wish they'd give me less of those uh but yeah it's you know it's stuff like that where it's like i i can't really talk about um how they're gonna coordinate contagion when that comes out the the only thing i can say is that for that mode i i just hope that it's equivalent to like a devil may cry where they on harder modes they put in enemies that appeared later in the game as opposed to um putting them like where they were supposed to be they put them in earlier so um it's it's something equivalent to that where they could do that and make it harder i, I don't mind that uh because i'm always going to want to go back and experience uh how this is coordinated but that being said the story dlc of course is important i think though that they did a piss poor job when they tried to explain this to the fans because they ended up spoiling what was happening at the end of the game when people were asking them about the story dlc and i swear to god one of the quotes was like uh yeah jacob's journey will continue and i was just like well thanks for that i guess he lives at the end of the game so no tension there uh and i wish i did not read that but i've read that ahead of time just it's just a little funny tidbit uh anyway i i think the dlc might be interesting because now they're dealing with the fact that there's jacob by himself alone at this colony so what are they gonna do now and i don't i think the ferris jump scare i don't know if it was him it could be that that would be a way to bring sam witwer back into the equation yet again because i mean he could just uh you know 
talk his bullying jock stuff to Jacob while he's in the entire story DLC. And I think that would be fun. Or, you know, they could do something where it's like now Danny and Jacob are linked. So it could go back and forth between different gameplay elements and you can switch between those two. They could do something very cool with it, uh, which is why I think it's going to take a while until we get to the summer. And then you can set up Callisto too after the fact, which is what I think they're going to do. Uh, so I, I do like the fact that you can get all this new stuff that they're putting in a new area in the main game because they they distinctly said they're not only going to add in story DLC, but it's going to be new areas in the main game that you couldn't get into originally that you could get into if you play the new Contagion bundle. And I'm kind of looking forward to that because it's like two and two together. This is probably why they're putting out New Game Plus so they can incentivize, hey, you can now go through this place you previously couldn't go through before. And that's kind of nice. Um, so either way, I I, I like that. Uh, the skins or whatever. I, I, I'm kind of mad at crafting for uh, having my snake skin in the ether when i was playing on ps4 it just disappeared and then automatically when i switched to ps5 it was there so i'm like okay that's just weird so i hope that doesn't happen again but yeah that's about it i like i couldn't be more excited for the updates and hopefully they are worthwhile and entertaining to play so next we have let's see mr spartan right I'm very interested for the DLC. Um, I actually am interested in the skins, um, especially for the spacesuit. Because, oh my god, that thing was fucking sexy as hell. Um, I also hope that in future updates, they release a option where we can wear the suit from the beginning, from the very beginning of the game. Uh, yes, for gameplay reasons, I can understand why they wouldn't, but it just looks so cool. Um, I mean, they fixed the, the healing speed animations, they fixed the weapon speed animations, so you never know, they might do. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the DLC, especially Silent Challenge. Um, I platinumed Callisto within 36 hours of launch, so I'm just sort of tidying my way through it now. Um, so hopefully more difficulty will be a bit of a challenge. I I've said before on the on the chat I play Dead Space 2. Whenever I play it, I play that on hardcore mode because I'm a masochist and it, it's not a challenge otherwise. Um <laughs> pardon me. But yeah, um I I, I I am looking forward to all the DLC. It'll be interesting to test my boundaries because I, I'm going to be fairly good at the game. I'm very good at the game. Um, and it would be nice to, to for the game to kick my my ass and say, oh, no, actually, you really think you're good at the game. So, yeah, I think if it is indeed four years of support for the game, I do hope they also release content throughout those four years and it's not just patches throughout the four years. Um, they have a lot of work cut out for them. Um, and I really, really, really hope the DLC can make up for the sort of lack of, co I wouldn't say lack of content, but if you know what I mean, um, New Game Plus especially, 
Um, I'm very, very, very surprised that wasn't in at launch. And again, I've said on the other ch uh, on the other channels, if um, I know this is for we're talking about Callisto Protocol, but if the Death Space remake doesn't have new game plus when it's released at launch, I will riot because there is no need for that to happen. But we'll see. Um, overall, looking very, very, very forward to it. More so for the skins than anything else, because I'm a basic white bitch, but there we go. I like a bit of shopping. Yeah, I said the same thing in my review. I said uh, New Game Plus and Survival Horror kind of goes together like bread and butter, and it goes double because considering the fact that I, I couldn't get the alternative pistol and you can't sell your guns, I don't get the chance to re-experience what that gun was unless I completely start over. So I, yeah, that idea, I am not liking that much how they segmented that, but whatever, we'll see how it is in February, I guess. So Suge, you're the last one. Alrighty. Uh, so I think like everybody else, we're not really interested in all the, on the skins and all that kind of like, like more uh, cosmetic kind of parts are not really that necessary in all honesty. I think the new areas would be very interesting, especially if it's like something added onto where you cannot access before during the story. That'd be very interesting. Uh, the death animations, I think they were enough already in terms of like the six, seven times that I died the same way. But um, I think, I don't know, the death animations, maybe. I don't know. I think that will probably be. Uh, uh interesting to see what else they would add to how you would die in the game uh but i think i'm more interested in the story dlc like uh, i would like to see something either a prequel of sorts maybe down in the colony uh how everything happened that'd be very interested to see and it would give more background to what exactly happened and how it went down and why it happened um same thing with the Europa situation. Like they kind of introduced it at the at the first chapter in the news, and then they kind of reintroduce it again in like some flashbacks here and there. And they don't really give you that much. Exactly, like the Europa Protocol. They they can call it if they want. Honestly, that's what I thought too. It'd be interesting for them to make a sequel or a DLC that has to do in Europa because I'm pretty sure that's where you're probably headed next. That'd be. That'd be somewhere where I would probably maybe center a sequel and just put it on the next planet that or moon or whatever the hell it is, I think. Yeah, it's a moon. And just whatever uh, happened there, you could probably from Callisto go to Europa. It's like uh, it would be a nice follow up. It won't be anything new. It's like a place that we know has something to do with the story itself. Uh, and yeah, like I think either DLC as a prequel or DLC as just something that uh, specifically happened during the story or right before the story itself. Um, yeah, New Game Plus. Uh, I normally don't really go New Game Plus in anything, but uh, maybe for this game I will if it ever does intrigue me to do so. Uh, Permadeath Hardcore, I don't hate myself enough to do that, so I'm good. And customizable difficulty, same way. I don't hate myself to do those. But uh, but I think that would be pretty interesting and maybe add more people to actually give them a chance to play the game. And maybe for those that love to play them on Hardcore and Permadeath and all that kind of shit, you know, maybe they'll enjoy the game more. But uh, yeah, I think Story DLC would maybe is what it will bring me back into the game, just so I can see what kind of thing they would actually deal to us in general 
All right, so we're moving on to question. Let me see, number eight. Uh, basically, the death scenes in the game, of course, they, they advertise this game on gore alone and then stuff like that. I, well, that's not it, but I mean, they did definitely say that gore was one of the main selling points for Callisto Protocol when they showed the guy getting his head like eaten off. So what did you guys think was your favorite death scene in the game of Star Wars Austin? All right. Um, I've seen pretty much all of them. I even made sure to look on YouTube all the death scenes to see if I had all of them shown and I had. Um, a lot of them are pretty brutal. I really like... Um, some of my favorites would probably include just the uh, just normal infected just getting you in a headlock and just beating the shit out of you until you just on the ground completely fucking battered i think that's like one of the fun like funniest ones that you can see this is that i would say probably one of the gruesomest ones would have to be the uh blind guys if they grab you and and kill you they legit stick their fingers in jacob's eyes and rip out his eye sockets and just let him die that one's pretty brutal it's kind of it's kind of like like hint hint nudge nudge like oh yeah these guys are blind so they're just trying to steal your eyes and shit like that but i'd say my probably my favorite one would probably be the insta death from uh captain ferris uh when he uh kills you he just fucking smashes jacob he just smashes jacob's head in which looks pretty funny and then he just curb stomps the fuck out of him smashing his entire head in and then he spits on his fucking corpse that is so fucking hilarious, and I loved it. I was like, damn, Captain Ferris, I get it, you're a fucking bully, but that's like some overkill shit, but I like it. I mean, it gives like Captain Ferris some personality in like the way that he kills his opponents. It's like he's really ruthless and petty, and it's probably my favorite in the entire game. It's just seeing, seeing people's reactions of him just spitting on your corpse is pretty funny. and it, it's, it's petty, and I just love it honestly all right i'm gonna go next real quick uh i'm, I'm gonna try not to uh take many people's favorite deaths but i i will correlate it down to two so i'm gonna correlate it to favorite and most brutal that i enjoyed so most brutal has to go to that creature that has the tentacles and his neck or whatever the the creature that has like one sunken head on the side and the other with the jaws like inside his neck when it grabs you it can do an animation where it will shove tentacles through your face if that fails then the tentacles will penetrate the eyes the nose the mouth and jacob will just like go on the ground as that continues and i i just thought the way that was was brutal because he's just like choking on his blood before he actually like just succumbs and dies and i was like oh my god and the sound design there was like just nasty all muffled gurgly noises that you don't want to hear in your headsets so they did a good job on that my favorite death probably has to go to the two head as much as that boss got like really really old i like the idea that when it killed you it just did this like body slam then it just stepped on your left arm it stepped on your right arm and then it stepped on jacob's head and so it's like you know 
a lot of disrespect going on right there with the organs and limbs being like stomped on like stomp me mommy so uh that was uh pretty funny <laughs> uh so that's my favorite and that's the most brutal uh, as well I, I i pretty much enjoyed those two so i'm gonna let max go on his uh for me i'm trying to like i just looked up like a clip of all death animations the clisto protocol in six and a half minutes there's a part of me that still finds it weird that there, it, there's almost an obsessive amount of gore in different ways jacob can die i don't know if a good horror game that makes i wish they would go darker on other aspects as well but i did really appreciate the variety for them um if i had to say like specific favorites as much as i hated the slugs for being little taxationist theft enemies, um, their their kill animation with like the tentacles in your face was surprisingly freaky. It's like, oh, a worse version of face huggers. But the one that I love more than that, we didn't really talk about this enemy very much. The uh, I think they're just called sentry robots. There's something that I love, but also really scares me about large, long-legged robot or long-limbed robots that move a little bit too fast. I forget the name of the one from a. Uh, the the robot from uh, Star Wars Rogue One and also Fallen Order. I think they're just like called Imperial Droids. I forget exactly what they're called. But um, the way that those guys move really fast is always unnerving. And it hit me again when I was playing Steel Rising and playing Callisto Protocol. Not when they shoot you, like not when they shoot you with the gun because, oh, they see you and on maximum difficulty, they just instantly kill you. Kind of a dick move. They're designed to like avoid the different um, biophages. Then you realize, oh, this was done on purpose. Uh, no, the, their animations that I loved is when they curb stomp you and grind their heel into it. It's done simultaneously with robotic efficiency, but there's some odd level of sass there. It's like, this robot does not need to grind in my brainstem, but it is. This robot does not need to grab and turn people into Swiss cheese, but it does. It's unnecessarily brutal. And yeah, I, I like to say though, like those two specifically are my favorite. Like the uh, those two specifically are my favorites. A lot of the other ones are good too. Specifically, the one that like rips your head into a diagonal slash, like seeing the inside of your mouth and the brain, really gory, really freaky. Kind of got sick of that for you know the third or fourth time when the when the stuttering happens. But the robot grinding their heel into my head, I never that never got old. I adored it. And then, yeah, as chat said, the target neutralized. I'm like, yay! I love the robot death sounds. They make me happy. Yeah, I, I like when the robots talked. Oh, like, like, killed you. It was fun. Exactly. Like, I, I will always adore sassy robots that are given just a little more personality than they should have. But next up is Mr. Spartan. So what's your favorite death animations? Oh, my favorite death animation is um, whenever I'm being stupid enough to get one, get close to one of the environmental hazards. Because that shit's funny. I know I shouldn't get near it, but when I'm when I'm just using the grip on enemies, I get a little bit too close. I get sucked into the abyss, and then I'm just outed. Um, but I will say, it, not so much a death animation on Jacob, but I think the best death would be the wood chipper in Chapter 4, where you can just pick enemies up and sling them, and then all of a sudden you just see this viscera come out in a rain of blood. Oh, it's fantastic. 
All right. Uh, Shook, you're next. Shook? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, yeah, so I think the best, the, the death animations in all honesty were gory as hell, and I love them. I love gore, and uh, I think it was very interesting to see them and the way that happened. I, I like it. I like that whenever they would just slightly stab towards you, and if you have low health, that motherfucker will shave off your face, like about half of it, into an, in an angle, and then it would Jacob would turn around and wiggle his tongue and then die. But, like I think that was probably one of my favorite ones in terms of gore. I mean, you also have yeah the, the wood chippers kind of. I have accidentally walked into one of them. I wasn't paying attention. I was backing away, and uh, the robots are also very interesting in the way they kill you. Uh, but I I just like it. I, I like the general death sequence they give you, where they shoot the hell out of you, and they just turn you switch into Swiss cheese, and they blow up your head. That's pretty much like. Uh, how it went normally. I didn't really get any other death animation because I never got close to them. But um, I think they were all very interesting. I loved them all, and especially the the Captain Ferris one. That's probably the most like probably the most popular one, especially with how much disrespect he put on the fact that he stomped on your fucking head and proceeded to spit on you. That's I, I think nobody will ever get over that. And I hope that with those uh those extra uh uh death scenes that they're going to add. I think they should add some something else to him. I think it would be interesting to see what kind of uh, other thing he would he would do to you. Maybe just teabag you when you die or something. That'd be very uh, interesting to see what happens. Silvergate well, chat. He kills you with his balls. <laughs> you, don't realize that, you don't realize it, but in the room that's actually a wrestling ring and he grabs a chair. <laughs> just turn him into John Cena, holy shit. He's doing the triple suplex! <laughs> oh, okay, Des, we, we gotta get you, because I, I did skip you, so that's my bad. You did, you did. I was like, damn, okay, I guess I'm wow. forgotten. No, <laughs> um, no okay, so I liked like four, four different ones. Uh, again, I kind of just started skipping through them, because I, I died so much playing that game. Um, but I, the four that I, I do like the tentacle ones because that was horrifying to watch. Like to think about you going through that, like that was horrifying. Um, there's times when you get your head bitten off, or uh, um, or like the you know the what I you know what creature I forgot completely about that I could have mentioned earlier was that you know those creatures that were like ah they could like go invisible and they they were like on all fours and they could like crawl around like the ceiling and the walls and stuff those uh, i hated those so much but um they when they like bite off your face that was like whoa what the hell um and then there was another one as well where you literally like the um creature would like put their hands into your mouth and just like rip your face open that way and like that was your death yeah that was that was probably one of my favorite ones because that was one of the first ones that I was just like, holy shit. Like, I wasn't even mad that I died because I got to experience that death scene. Oh, okay. I am back. Uh, So I'm going to... I was just typing this, by the way. But I'm going to combine question 9 and 10 so we can um start to wrap up and 
I think this was a good discussion. So basically what it says is, you know, if there was any last thoughts on what you will want in a Callisto Protocol sequel, what would it be? And what is your final verdict on the game? We'll start off with Austin yet again. Yeah, so uh, what should they do with the game if they made a sequel or, or just adding stuff to it? Just more variety and just melee combat, like just add more features and more mechanics that just entice the player to do combos and just like learn certain aspects of the game that are like a lot more intuitive. Um, make it give us more like more interesting upgrade paths that isn't just stat increases into alternate fire stuff like that would really help the game and then of course they're going to add in more enemy variety which they already planned on doing so there's nothing much to say on that part but um uh that's mostly what i want in like a sequel slash just the expansion of this game and i'm pretty sure i like noted this in the channel on the uh on the discord before but um i gave my final verdict my like critical score of the game was like an 8 like an 8.5 the game was fine. The game was good. I really enjoyed it. And then a personal score for me was a nine. I thought personally this game was a nine because I really liked the characterization of every character. I felt like they were pretty cool to watch and they developed in a way that I really enjoyed. I thought the gameplay was fine. I had mixed feelings on it, but it didn't really distract me from everything because the atmosphere and the thematics of the game was super good. And they delivered really well on that, and that really carried a lot of weight. And I just overall enjoyed the game, and that's why I gave it a nine. It was it's very flawed. The game is super flawed, but that doesn't stop me from thinking this game is pretty good. And final verdict is it's a nine. Critically, it's like an eight, eight point five. Still a very good game in my opinion. Next up is Danny's girl. Danny's girl, tell us what you thought of Callisto and anything you want to see for a sequel. All right. Um, I truthfully think that I have mixed feelings about it. I like. I don't think it's my favorite game, but I didn't like hate it. Um. <laughs> um. But okay. So, I I wish that I could have had more time to enjoy like actually playing the game uh again i just felt like there wasn't any time to kind of just stop and chill for a second um just because you were fighting enemies so much uh and then i didn't really like that there wasn't really as much of a variety in like some of the enemies like the uh mutating ones i guess you could say um or having to fight with the two-headed one like more than the one time that I thought you had to fight with it. And then, um, but I did like the story. I did like the gore. I liked the death scenes. I liked everything about it. I liked how, like, I don't want to say how pretty the game looks because it's actually kind of devastating. Uh, but like, I like how it, how it looked visually um, for the type of game it was. Um, but that's pretty much it. I don't if if they were to do I feel like we touched on like what they could do in future stuff already. Uh honestly, I think that just if they were to do a sequel I, honestly, I don't even know what to say to this cuz I don't really know what else you'd do for a sequel besides like 
go and like go over like what happened in Europa, which we talked about already, or uh, if they're going to press forward, like what is Danny going to do to try and stop things from happening anywhere else? Like that's the only real thing I could think of. So, yeah. All right, Max, Mr. Max, it's your turn. Uh, final verdict. It always comes down to numbers. I'm not very good at them because I always just go off of personal enjoyment, you know, like zero, 10, obvious five is just kind of like men in the middle for me. Uh, if I was going to give a final verdict on the Callisto Protocol, I would give it probably a 6 out of 10, or more accurately, the Dodge system out of 10. There are unique ideas. There are fun concepts. The game's very pretty. The game's very visually like appealing. The gore is wonderful. The problem is, is that it kneecaps itself and limits its own variety, and it doesn't I mentioned this before, we've been kind of like walking around of this game being a spiritual successor to, to Dead Space. To me, when I played it, I wanted it to be something different and something unique, but it's as if it itself was doing its best to still be Dead Space. There are so many different details that could have been done differently or could have been removed entirely, like stomping, the grip, the corpse, everything being a corpse-related monster, a lot of the story beats remaining the same. That really made it feel... Uh, that's not good grammar, that really made it feel like it was trying its best to be Dead Space when really it shouldn't have been. And the places where it isn't Dead Space are wonderful, are great. I want more of it. I crap on the dodge system, but its fundamental idea is good. I just wish that they had more variety, gave you more, a little bit more of a skill-intensive style of dodging as opposed to something that was more passive. For the future... With how they're taking the feedback and how they're changing the game now, I have high hopes for it because I want to see it grow and be its own thing. I want to see the combat become much more intricate, much more skill-focused, as opposed to being able to hold a direction is all you need to do. I like the idea of it being more melee-oriented, but it doesn't, it doesn't always gel right, and it feels very repetitive. I like the designs of the monsters, but there needs to be more different kinds, and we need to go into more different detail. Everything that makes this game separate from Dead Space needs to be put on a pedestal, shown, displayed, and celebrated. Because that's where this game really does shine, except when it decides to follow the same path that its predecessor did before it. That's why I relate the game is the dodge system out of 10. It's a great idea, and all, good, uh, all new ideas must be celebrated because, you know, for all we, knew, for all we know, the dodge system that Callisto Protocol had could have changed the industry, could have been something new and wonderful that everything does, but you never know until it's tried. Personally, I don't think it worked very well at all, but trying new things and being a new IP is what's important. So applause for doing things new, but I wish it would step out of its granddaddy's shadow more because that's where the game really is beautiful. Six out of 10, dodge system out of 10, bam. Sorry for rambling. All right, so I'm going to go next. I think that there is a lot of things they could implement in the sequel. Obviously, if they make a more varied game, then I'd be fine with that because Glenn is very on the ball with listening to feedback, and I'm pretty sure they're going to take what worked and what didn't and is going to make it even better sequel. I do think that in some capacity, there are people that are definitely like very, very, very adamant and hard on this game. And they say it's like a zero out of 10 and you know, the seven is a new zero uh, nowadays. So it's like, okay, 
my opinion on Twitter has always been where it's like there's going to be those like starting sequels that just might not be um the best thing in the world or whatever and that's fine uh evil within one was not really you know super great in a lot of areas and there was frustration and tedium and one hit bosses but when we got to evil within two they decided to fix those problems and it turned out to be a better sequel no more enemies with guns and of course uh no more one-shot bosses anymore everything was balanced out and fair so I think this is one of those games where it needs more time to gestate and develop into a core franchise once they take all the ideas and fix them, you know what I mean? Uh, nothing's perfect out of the gate and that's something to be understood. It's also equivalent to Death Space 1 where when you think about it and you press the melee button, the melee button is garbage. And then you go to Death Space 2 and the stomp is like amazing. It's 100% spectacular. It's so good. It's just something that they fixed over time as the game got better with set pieces and its own organic design. So Callisto Protocol is a game that needs more time to develop, but they have a fundamental idea that they could expand upon. And my score for it was a 7.7. Uh, I, I think it was a a lot of fun it had a lot of fun like methods to it but what killed it was definitely the lack of variety and the factors that came with that as for dodge i i sort of just got that like out of the gate so i wasn't really too bothered by it but maybe they could do some enhancements and tweaks i think one thing they could do for the sequel is make a dedicated dodge button instead of just pressing the triggers you know what i mean just press x get out of the way this shouldn't be really too much of an issue therefore if people die this time it's all your fault 100 it's no getting around it there's no excuses if you didn't press that button in time and and you didn't dodge out of the way accordingly then that is the fault of the player 100 uh so the game cannot be blamed after that point once they give a dedicated dodge button uh that being said, that's about it. I, I, I think, you know, it's worth playing, definitely. But I would say, and I said this when I reviewed it, wait for a sale. Because if they're going to not only put you in the box for this season pass and everything like that, and you don't get new game plus and all that stuff until next year, you might as well just wait close until the story DLC comes out. And then by the time a summer sale happens, you can get Callisto on sale with you know all of the dlc involved as a special package and it probably might be less money that way if you get it like separate or something so i would say just wait see if the price drops you know what i mean uh, the big hot commodity that's going to occur in january is death space remake which you know and i still have that conspiracy theory where it's like maybe they didn't want to release it until next year uh because it would have got buried by like death space and stuff like that so they had to make it this year uh to really count for that initial delay that's why it was weird that callisto and death space were like close to each other but i digress i'll take off my tenfold hat and i will say that i had an enjoyable time no alcohol required um let's see who went next des did you go i'm just making yes, sure okay so it's spartan's turn spartan i um, hello. I make like, sure you're alive. Um, uh, uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> I loved it. It was it. 
don't get me wrong, as much as I loved the game, I can swallow my pride enough to say that it's not perfect. And it's not a perfect game. Um, and I, I, I'll, I'll go with the fact that, you know, it's a brand new IP and over the last 15 years of playing games, truly, um, I don't think there's ever been a brand new IP that's released a game that have had no problems whatsoever. None. Um, the fact that Glenn and SDS have been working since launch day on patches, fantastic. It shows that they really care about their product. It's a bit of a shame that they, you know, they had to let it get to this point, but it's it's better than them waiting months and then saying, oh, we have investigated your reports and now we are now working on patches. No, they, they, they knew what was happening, decided to do the patches right away. Um, so there's that. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's not perfect. It needs a lot to work on, either for the DLC and, but more realistically, the um, the sequel, if it does, uh, because it has so much potential and I'd be absolutely a shame if it um if it just burns out if it crashes and burns because of this uh, rocky launch um but if they don't fix any of these issues in the sequel then yeah they deserve to crash and burn because you've had god knows how many years to fix it and if you decided not to do it just because of your pride then no that doesn't sit well with me so out of 10 i would say seven eight out of ten um it is a very very fun game to play I think. um but yeah it needs a hell of a work hell of a lot of work for it to become better and last but not least sugar bastard yay uh so <laughs> i love the game um i literally finished it about six maybe seven hours ago so like it's very fresh in the mind for me um i started it two days ago so um i was very excited for this game since it was announced so i was hyped for it pretty much you know until i, I was available for pre-order i pre-ordered it and i i loved it i um it wasn't perfect yes it was not perfect in terms of uh, uh its difficulties at launch, which I didn't experience. So I like I experienced a little bit less of a mess of a game. So uh I didn't find any of the issues that people had and none of the difficulties that some other people had. Uh but yeah, like I enjoyed the hell out of the game. I wanna see a sequel. I I for sure want to see one that shitty cliffhanger kind of pissed me off because I was like, I got scared, but please can I get some more things of what's gonna happen next? And uh I think uh, if they do a sequel, uh, I would love it if they would go something like how Prototype did it with uh, with the main character, uh, uh, fucking Alex Mercer, where he was the good guy in the first game, and then out of nowhere, he's the bad guy in the second because he got uh, converted by the infection or whatever the hell it was that I forgot. But yeah, like maybe maybe something like how they do uh, Prototype back in the day. But um, but yeah. Uh, a sequel would be amazing to see. Maybe you play as Danny, or uh, maybe it's going to be a prequel kind of a thing if they don't do it on a DLC. And maybe just have Ferris be 
um, probably the biggest threat or second biggest threat next to uh, to the warden and the group of the group that he is in. So um, it'd be interesting to see. Um, and uh, I think for the final verdict, I, I I'm I'm going pretty hard on it. I didn't want to go too hard on it, but I'm going kind of hard personally. Like I enjoyed it. I would if it wasn't like an official thing, I would give it a ten out of ten. But I give it about a seven and a half to an eight, and that's like it's it's there. Uh, uh, like a lot were explored first, and you the audio, and you had to uh, pay attention to. Uh, yeah, you're a robot in a bit, sure. Okay, um, let me see if I can see if that helps, maybe. But um, uh, yeah. Well, I would like to see something that happens. Uh, um, yeah. I, I just want to see a sequel. Uh, like everybody else, I want to see a sequel. I want this game to keep going. It did pretty well. I want to see more. All right, we're going to do the outros. This was fun to talk about Callisto and, and sort of give all our thoughts and opinions and final matters on the topic. And I, I think everyone is mostly in agreement. I, I, I don't think, cause there's people it's like, oh, I was gonna let it go to waste or whatever. I'm not, I'm not like that. I, I think it has enough building blocks to make a sequel to, to do something. Because I mean, once they get to that point of fixing everything is gonna be the best thing in the series. And I mean, I'm not gonna fuck a lie. I, I love Uncharted to death, but Uncharted one pales in comparison to Uncharted two, and that's because they took all the feedback and said, "Look, this is what worked. This is what didn't. Let's let's tune up the shooting a little bit." And then it turned out to be a franchise success, a, a big milestone. So I I think this is the same thing. Even within one, even within two, two's great. I love what they did with it when they fixed everything. And I think this could be the same thing. Even RE1 was kind of a little bit rough going back to the OG one versus two, where it's like, everything's just like fixed and amended. So, uh, I, I would give it a second chance for sure. If they make a second one, that being said, we're going to do these outros. So first is Austin plug your social media. Good, sir. <laughs> All right. I am uh, AK Austin. You can find me on Twitter under AK Austin. There we go. Sorry. You can find me on Twitch under the same name as AK Awesome TTV. I plan on streaming sometime uh, after New Year's. I'm currently dealing with some stuff, but hopefully that gets taken care of. Thank you for having me here, and uh, thank you all for watching. All right, so Danny's girl, Danny's ice cream. Where's your social media? Oh my god! All right, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you can find me on twitch.tv slash versavulture24, um, and on Twitter at uh, desiree.veronica. Um, yeah, those are my main socials, and I had fun on the during this discussion. I had to rush to beat the game so that I could join, but. Uh, it was it was a nice discussion. Thank you guys for having me. No problem, no problem. Always good having um, amazing people around here and and talking about horror, which we love so much. Next up is Mr. Max. 
Mike? Yes, thank you so No, no, I'm sorry, I'm here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I apologize for being the villain and the Nancy negative of this podcast. I do my best to be positive or at least give, uh, you know, different points of things I like or things that it can improve because I don't, I don't want to dog on games because I love games. But uh, yes, my name is Max, also known as Lord Ectro. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Lord Ectro or Twitter of the same name. I am a variety streamer that does some VTubing, some normal stuff. And I'm currently doing the uh, Metroid franchise series. Sorry, Metroid Fusion, just going down the line for all the main games. And Ghostwire Tokyo, which I've been having a really fun time with. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Callisto. If it ever has a sequel, I will 100% give it a shot because I want to see how it grows. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, it's my turn. So you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. I recently reviewed this game, Callisto Protocol. So by the time this podcast goes up, that is live right now. So if you want to hear my thoughts on the game, I wrote up a 20 minute piece and I put that up on the channel. As for other stuff, uh, definitely going to be watching more horror movies with the group. Definitely going to be uh, doing some of my own stuff with namely lore videos. I want to do more viral stuff. So I think I might do one on prototype and sort of explain where that virus came from i think that would be interesting i did one on infamous so it makes sense to do one on prototype so that should be pretty cool when that comes out next we have the brit spartan and uh, i know he's gonna say i'm only on the discord yeah no i am only on the discord i'm a i'm i'm a voyeur i like to watch um I like to dip my finger in every so often. I have a Twitch, but I am in the process of, of renaming that um, to something wholly original. So we'll see. All right. And Sebastian, where where can we find you? Hello. So yeah, you can, guys can find me pretty much uh, anywhere. Yeah, I think I have one different, but that's that's whatever. But uh, yeah, so find me on Twitter at SugarBastion. Uh, any links that are needed will be there on my description uh same with youtube my my username will be sugar bastion i'm currently doing uh final fantasy crisis core that is uh, a no commentary walkthrough because i i played the game many years ago uh and on my twitch same name sugar bastion i'm currently doing the uh, witcher 3 and uh i'm doing that for that new update they released so yeah that's pretty much all i'm doing so far just two games i'm almost done with the crisis core stuff so uh if anybody will find it interesting it's you know it's up and running right now awesome we're gonna sign out right now um the, the next big podcast is going to be of course no brainer for horror death space remake at the end of the month um i i have a ps5 now so i am locked in and i will be buying that day one i'm gonna try to play the original so we can sort of compare and contrast but that's gonna be the next big horror sort of podcast so look forward to that when we talk about that so we'll see you guys next time in youtube land spotify land everything later and i press the button